Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. You'd have a Bible study class. Me and you, like, versus, like, two other people <laughs> of faith. It'd be like, give me your best shot. Just give it to me. <laughs> oh, it says right here in um, First Nephi. Oh, fuck. Really? That book? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. Let me go get my copy of Harry Potter. We're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to do this. I got I got Civil War over here. I'm gonna, we're going to we're going to bring up some some Larry Niven. There we go. God, man. Or I'm I'm going to go get my copy of Dune. It has about as many pages as fucking the Bible anyway. <sighs> and I'd be more much more entertained. Stealing down an alley on a cold dark night. I see a halo in the rain round a street light. I stop and look and listen to the sound as a raindrops penetrate the Hey everybody! Welcome to the Utah Outcasts. This is the episode for the 13th of December 2015. Halfway through fucking December already. God damn it, man. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. and We have a great show lined up for you guys, so let's get right to it. Uh, but first off, if you can always get in contact with anyone on the show uh, by emailing us via mailbag at utahoutcasts.com. You can leave a comment on the show's posts. We have the text or voicemail line 347-669-3377 or 347-NOW-DERP. And we're on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube as Utah Outcasts. We're supported financially via our patrons, Robert and Lee, who have conscripted me into talking about their Pringle can-sized manhoods for their amazing donations via Patreon and for making our show better each episode. But if you, too, want me to comment on how great your nutty bits might be, Prove it by pro- by supporting the show via patreon.com slash Utah Outcasts. Otherwise, you're getting the show for free. And if you do want to support us, but you don't feel ready to put a ring on it by giving us cash, you can leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, or as, as soon as I can get my lazy ass to do it, putting it on SoundCloud. And those of us watching via YouTube channel, we'd love it if you give us a thumbs up and subscribe to us because we're going to bring you a weekly show and last a couple hours. You'll enjoy it, especially if you have any kind of fond memories of Utah. But we're not just specifically Utah-based. So, uh, let's get to our panel for the night. Well, my panelist for the night. Uh, we have uh, Kyle Steenblick, who is joining me from his uh, his uh, immortal throne as Immortan Kyle from the Nerd Dome podcast. Yay, which I feel bad. I had to skip out on. I had a cold that wasn't going away. I should and- be adding those guys to my feed. I need to at least listen to them. It's a good show. It's even good even if show. I don't listen to a podcast, I'll download it so their stats can count. <laughs> I mean, that might seem kind of rude, but I mean, the, I have little time to listen to all the shit that I want to listen to. And it's a we, good... sorry, we had uh, we ha- we'll have later on around uh, Act Three. We'll have Felicia join us, and we'll have two of the guys from Waiting for Waiting for Wrath podcast joining us, Shay and Steve. 
and rounding you rounding everything out i'm x hi um so let's get caught up what, we, what we've been up to for the last week um let's see i had food poisoning that lasted two days that was a lot of fucking fun yes weight Nothing. loss plan right i shit i lost like eight pounds <laughs> well i didn't puke i was happy about that well that's good i got nauseous as fucking was just sick as a dog and that lasted all like i said two days but you know, uh, I I'd almost I'd, I'd almost rather have the vomiting instead of just persistent nausea. Yeah, that sucked. I was I was eating tums like it were candy, like to try to help all the bile and stomach acid and everything because it just was leaving me sour. Uh, let's see. So I ate at Costa Vida. I'm not afraid to say the name of the food company. They fucking they fucked up my innards. I was not happy about that. But yeah. um, let's see. Other than that, I've been feeling like a teenager all over again because I'm trying to sneak time to play video games. <laughs> and it, it it really is something that I shouldn't have added to the mix for Christmas this year. My wife got me an Xbox One, but it's like, uh, do I want to spend an hour doing stuff to websites and making SEO better? Or do I want to sneak around the, the wilds of Afghanistan as a snake and, you know, shoot people with tranquilizer darts? It's not a hard choice, really. It's really not a hard choice at all. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be like a an adult renaissance for me one of these days, and I, I keep buying games and keep shelving them and everything, thinking one of these days I'll get around to it. One of these days, and so I'm thinking I'll be good for retirement. I got plenty of shit to play. I'll be, yeah, that's that's like my Steam library right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've started off Steam, and thanks to Humble Bundle and a couple other places, like I, I went from having twelve games, I think, to having like three hundred and something. And all the Steam sales where you get like AAA titles for like five bucks. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. It's great. I'm going to get a Steam link as soon as I can to hook over to the uh, the TV. You can't see it from where I'm sitting, but I have a big plasma that is over here now that I can use the game downstairs. So I'll just have this little computer here, stream it over to that, com- that TV over there. It'll be fucking great. But uh, let's see. What about you, Kyle? What have you been up to for this week? Oh, Movies, um, and, movies, uh, <laughs> movies, uh, uh, had, a, had my, my 10 year anniversary. Um, <laughs> let's see the, the week previously I had a birthday. Hooray. Uh, yay. Uh, well, and, see. uh, see there's, there's the, the upcoming holiday, which, uh, takes a, an ungodly amount of preparation. Mm, yeah. Uh, for mm. my liver. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I didn't know if you saw the. You probably didn't see the memo that came out, but uh, Obama signed a, uh, a executive like order for like people to be let off work half day on the twenty fourth mm-hmm. for that. for federal employees, which is great. But I work off shifts, so I don't know if that's going to work <laughs> for me or not. Hmm. Hopefully, they just tell me not to come in. That'd be fucking awesome. That would be. <sighs> Hopefully, but you, uh, never, you never know the way those things work out. I know next week I can predict the future already that I'm going to be giddy as fuck to be talking to you guys about Star Wars. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I went ahead and I finally broke down and bought tickets because it, it really, at this point, does not look like the uh, press is going to get a screening in this market. <laughs> yeah, not um, at all. <laughs> or in any market, really. But it's it's <laughs> kind of a movie where, I mean, I hate, I, I'm remiss to say that they don't need to because, I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's not like they need the, the movie critic to to give their stamp of approval because people have bought how many dollars of pre-sales already? Yeah, no, they don't, they don't need reviews. It'd be great uh, though. They don't need critics, but really what, what, what it came down to is they really don't want anything leaking even remotely. 
I've I've purposely stayed away from any new trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, so, even the tra- even the trailers, they're very they've been very very careful with their trailers. Well, I think the last one I saw was the Japanese TV spot that they handed out where mm-hmm. it gave a little bit more information behind Ray, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Nope, <laughs> nope. I can't possibly fucking hear anything else because, I mean, I'm not the kind of guy where it's like, oh no, it's a spoiler. I can't stand it. But this well, is even, one of those yeah, movies where I want to walk into it as a, as that guy that didn't get it as a, uh, I, I wasn't a kid born in the 70s, so I didn't get the whole, you know, I'm going to go see this one science fiction movie that, you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I want to walk into it fresh. I mean, even though I already know a lot of details and we already know the universe, but I want to walk into it as fresh as I possibly can. Yeah. And that's, that's really what they're trying to do. They, they don't want to, they don't want anything spoiled for anybody. Yeah. Uh, so that's. That's what's happening. Uh, there was a lot of talk early on about how they were, you know, blacking out critics. Uh, but that's that's really not it. I mean, they they are, mm-hmm. but not not in a spiteful way. Not because they don't want reviews or need reviews, but because they don't want to risk anything leaking and ruining it for fans. And I think the last time I was excited for a movie of this caliber was Tron Legacy. And hate it all you want, but I fucking love that movie <laughs> because it, it did Tron right, and Tron mm-hmm. was one of those movies for me as a kid that you know you can't touch. You know, yeah, I've really, I've really tempered my uh, my my excitement for this one. I mean, I'm I'm not going into it expecting um, uh, Revenge. No, I'm sorry, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. like type of level because it, let's face it, it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah, and that's. So, yeah, of everything, that's my biggest. That's my biggest reservation. And I know he'll do an all right job with it, but let's let's not re- forget, people. the The Star Trek reboots kind of were mm-hmm. wonky. <laughs> yeah, the I, mean, first I one, like them. First, first one was good. Second, second one, second one not so much. Yeah, a- Abrams has a a hit and miss uh, track record with films that he's. Yeah, I'm one of the few that liked Cloverfield, but I didn't like Super Eight at all. <laughs> yeah, and it's the other way around for me. I I didn't I didn't care for Cloverfield, but I really liked Super Eight. Uh, except like except the end. Abrams has a problem with endings. With endings. <laughs> Good thing for this one, it's part of a trilogy, so he just has to leave it at the right cliffhanger. And his production company has always been good at doing cliffhangers. If you watch mm-hmm. Lost or um, what was it Fringe? I can love Fringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh but man. I'm, but I'm ex- I'm excited because I I finally accepted the fact that. I'm not going to get a I'm not going to get a screening a pre-screening. <laughs> I am not I'm not even going to get anything from from the Disney from the Disney PR guys who who will show us something on opening day or uh, we're we're not going to get that. Yeah. So so I bought tickets. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, this is a foreign thing for me." <laughs> yeah. It kind of it kind of is. Uh Don't you so, know who but, I am? But I had but I had to break. I had to break down, and I'm looking at looking at tickets and looking at all these packed theaters for opening for opening night, yeah. and then the day after opening, and then that weekend. I'm like, it's, the theaters are packed. I'm not finding. I'm not finding times that I really want to go because I'm buying tickets for my family. Oh, I'm take okay. everybody's going, so I have to find four open seats. seats. Yeah, which is kind of hard to do. Yeah, so I so I pick up tickets for the day after Christmas. Well, that's not too that's, bad. Yeah, it's like that. You know, that's going to be a day. We don't have anything to do. That we don't have anything to do, so that'll be good. And the theaters are pretty; they were pretty open. Yeah, 
So I just uh, did that, and then I and then I won tickets for the seventeenth. Oh, good for you! So so now I get to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going on the seventeenth. The the Megaplex is having a VIP party thing, and I I got to pick my seats and get to get like a popcorn tub and all this other stuff. So it was like a it's like a fifty dollar value for like forty bucks. It wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm going to milk as much as I can. It's, it's nice that I can take the wife out on a date. Yes, I called her the wife. Don't get your panties <laughs> in a bunch, people. Just because I'm not telling her your name, her, you, her name. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything coming up for Atheist of Utah? There's the Solstice, Solstice Party coming up. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly when that is. Uh, and check the, uh, the Facebook. Check the Facebooks. Check their website. Just type in Atheist of Utah on, on mm-hmm. Google, and it'll do that for you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gala coming up, but I think that's later. Um, February-ish, I think. Yeah. And so with that, I'm going to say we can move into the news for the week. News. Because we're going to keep it um, somewhat lighter tonight because uh, like la- last episode was almost three hours. And, and I'm not the kind of guy to be a Nazi about the, the time and everything. But <laughs> it's me and Kyle doing this. And it's it's moderately harder to fill time with just two people. <laughs> a little bit. Especially when we usually have our monger of cheese <laughs> who who can just go <laughs> and fuck you people that have an, an issue with Felicia. <laughs> I love having her on the show because she can go. She can go and on. It's, it's and, damned entertaining. And as a host, it's fucking wonderful to have people <laughs> on that you don't have to prompt. It's amazing. <laughs> so too bad she's not here because she would fucking rant about this, these news items that we have. So first up, I wanted to talk about this one is our, our very owned <laughs> absolute fucking asshole dickhead of a Supreme Court justice. God, Anson Scalia. Ah, uh, he's a fuck. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just. And I grabbed this from Mother Jones. I grabbed a lot of these from Mother Jones. And so that, that shows my liberal bent here. Um, but the University of Texas has determined that uh, if it excluded race as a factor, that remaining 25% would almost be entirely white. For for This is talking about affirmative action, uh, mm-hmm. school uh, positions and everything. Not positions, but, you know, admissions. So during oral arguments, the Solicitor General, um, who was representing the university, was explaining to the justices. And at that point, Scalia jumped in, questioning whether increasing the number of African Americans at that university mm-hmm. was in the black students' best interests. Just never something you want to speak on the behalf of. Never no. speak on anybody else's behalf, especially an entire community that's been fucking marginalized. Right. To but the point to, where we do have to have affirmative action in this country. Mm-hmm. But to play... Oh, fuck. God. Why is he making me do this? To play devil's advocate, during these arguments, some of some of the things these justices have to do is they have to take things to uh, to those extremes. Now, if they, I if I believed for the smallest modicum of time that mm-hmm. he was doing that because he wants to see both sides of the argument, I might give it to you. Mm-hmm. But this is Scalia we're talking about. Oh no, I'm 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 with you. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. But I, I think I think part of part of it was, and part of the reason he actually said it, uh, not only was he thinking of it, uh, not only does he think this way. Um, but he, he was reducing the argument to that ridiculous point, man. Uh, but I don't know why I, I really, I don't see his, I don't see his logic here. And this is a guy with a lifetime fucking appointment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be a Supreme court judge until he either steps down or dies mm-hmm. 
or you know is removed forcibly because he's a never mind it probably would never happen no he would, um, he, would he would actually have to do something um that, like, that, that breaks, essentially that disbarred, breaks ethics you know. codes or uh or is illegal yeah so he says and i quote Sorry, I got a burp. Um, there are those who contend that it does not benefit African-Americans to get them into the University of Texas, where they do, do not do well. Is he talking about all of them? I mean, does he have the statistics right there in front of him? Every black person in the University of Texas does not do well. Uh, I don't think so. But and to continue his quote here, as opposed to having them go to a less advanced school. Eh, it, no, no. <laughs> And he even doubles down on that by saying a, quote, a slower track school where they do well. We need to dumb it down there for them darkies. They can't do good with that white school. The part that kills me is he's he's talking about the University of Texas. <laughs> How much slower can you get? <laughs> I'm not a college man, so I don't know. They play football there. I know that. <laughs> Uh, but it's in Austin, which is a liberal mm-hmm. bastion in that fucking sea of red. Yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the briefs pointed out that most of the black scientists in this country don't come from the schools like the University of Texas. They come mm-hmm. from lesser schools where they do not feel that they are being pushed ahead in classes that are too fast for them. Again, speaking for an entire fucking community. A whole race, mind you, of people. Yeah. <laughs> He 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 doesn't stop to think about you know how this might come out. Ugh, man, it's just and I hate to use the term, but fucking check your privilege, Scalia. God, just a little. It's it's showing. It, but really, you I mean, you might you, yeah you might want to might want to tuck that in a bit. So he went on to say, and this is more quotes from him. I'm not I'm just not impressed that by the fact that the University of Texas may have fewer blacks. Maybe it ought to have fewer. I don't think it stands to reason that it's a good thing for the U, U of T to admit as many blacks as possible. It's not a good thing, dude. It it it's it's actually a great thing because it's trying to say, look, we care about diversity. And the fact that they can't get diversity there shows that it's a systematic fucking racism. And that's why they have to do affirmative action. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not doing well in their classes because they probably have racist ass professors that are expecting more of these people. Probably. But but and not even going that this is, far. Well, yeah, and this is this is the way this is the way you you break institutional racism. Yeah. Uh yeah, a lot of these guys are probably not doing as well because they are not as advantaged. Yeah, they didn't in their, grow in up their, in, the in their high school or in their you know. Yeah. They didn't grow up in affluent communities, and of course, not not all of them. Not all of them, yes. <laughs> but but there there are some, and this is he's talking about the ones that aren't coming from uh, a background of influence. Yeah, he's talking about the uh, the the kid from like um, uh, Boys in the Hood. That was the football player that gets to get a scholarship to go there, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, he's not talking about you know, the the kid that grew up in Plano, Texas, and did great throughout all of his entire school. You mm-hmm. know, got straight A's, got yeah. valedictorian of whatever school that he went to, and is applying to University of Texas. And they won't admit him, but they so he has to go in with a um, affirmative action position. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and that's that's how those situations change for for those families. So fuck you, Antonin Scalia. I hate you so much. 
And I would tell you that. Tell that to him in his face. Mm-hmm. Sir, fuck you. I do not like you very much. Man. So let's move on to the him to another uppity black person. Uh, President Obama wants to finalize a plan to expand background checks without Congress. Yay. Uh, so the plan that he's talking about right now, this is from the Associated Press. Uh, he wants to close the gun show loophole. Good. Which I'm, I'm happy for. Uh, let's see. And that's also, he requested that the aides draft this plan up in the wake of the community college thing that happened in Oregon. You remember that other mass shooting that we're just numb to these days? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's expressed his frustration in Congress for its failure to enact tougher gun safety legislation, despite increasing calls from the public. So I, there's a great rant that St. Uger did from, uh, I'm probably butchering his name, but the guy from the Young Turks that did a uh, a great rant about how we don't have an, a, a government of the people anymore because 91% of the people are trying to say we want more gun control and yet mm-hmm. none of these assholes in Congress will do anything about it because they're bought and sold by the NRA. Yeah, that's about sums it up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So on Thursday, the this past Thursday, Connecticut became the first state to bar people uh, listed on federal terrorism lists from purchasing weapons, you know, because that's something that should have been there already, in my opinion. And then days after the terrorist shooting of San Bernardino, the president spoke from the Oval Office on Sunday, urging lawmakers to pass similar bans and calling the measure a matter of national security, because it is. Mm-hmm. Congress should act to make sure no one on a fl- no-fly list is able to buy a gun. What could possibly be the argument for allowing a terror suspect to buy a semi-automatic weapon. Like all Americans, I have been horrified by the recent terror attacks in in San Bernardino and Paris. Oh, this is a different guy. Connecticut Governor Daniel Malloy. Mm-hmm. This should be a wake-up call to all of us. This is a moment to seize in America, and today I'm here to say what we in Connecticut are seizing it. So, good on you, Connecticut, but you're tiny. You don't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Except I think they got a lot more... Um, uh, representative votes than we get. So, uh, let's see. Uh, moving on from him, we're going to talk about the killer. I don't know his name, and I'm not going to share his name anyway. The killer at the uh, Planned Parenthood shooting. Uh, when he showed up to court, he shouted in the courtroom, I am a warrior for the babies. Good for you. And then in the court proceedings, he fucking killed his case. He yelled, I am guilty. There will be no trial. Well, good. <laughs> Save us a lot of money here. Well, the, the question is, did he did he yell that at the appropriate time? Probably not. And how do you plead? <laughs> I am guilty. No, he probably just said, well, uh, we're going to take a five minute recess. I'm guilty, uh, sir. That, that we, We've already stopped the ticking, the lady typing and all that shit. Yeah. Now, oh, he's got kills me he's making a case for well his his own insanity that's a real good way this is a real good way to to get that to go through by by just, admitting just start to shout, yeah just start <laughs> shouting things out during the during the court proceedings and he also shouted out seal the truth kill the babies that's what planned parenthood does yeah oh man yeah and i i re- He's a religious hope, terrorist, and I fucking I hope, want him to go away. I hope that doesn't count. I hope they don't accept that as a plea, because 
this is one that actually needs to go to trial because they need to drag his motivations out. Those need to be aired. In, they in they really do, but I I don't think we're gonna, we're going to get it though. Probably not. I I so, doubt it. So uh, since we're talking University of Texas already, they were planning on doing a mock shooting on the University of Texas campus. That sounds like a brilliant idea. That's Whose weird. idea was that? that was really, really dumb. Oh, man. Uh, because they were going to come up there and they were going to pretend like there was a shooter. Everybody had cardboard weapons and, you know, we're going to pretend that somebody got shot and they're dying there on the ground. And we're going to show you that an active shooter would be the best thing to happen so that we can have someone with their gun saying, I'm going to stop this bad guy. <laughs> you know, because concealed carry people, that that's how it should work. Of course. Right. Yeah, decidedly slanty yeah, on guns this time. Oh yeah, that's super. That's a super brilliant, brilliant way to prove your point. Stage an event that you know is going to happen. So a lot of people heard about it, especially the uh, the college themselves, and they said, "Nope, you are not going to do that on our campus." Good. The groups are called Come and Take It Texas. Oh fuck! And Don't Comply dot com. You know, that that just might as well re get get the other URL for that one, resistarrest.com or <laughs> or don't tase me, bro. There you go. How about that one? Oh man. So if you, you remember we don't remember because we weren't alive for it, but uh Charlie Whitman that killed mm-hmm. sixteen people in sixty six happened at University of Texas also. Yeah. So I yeah. can only imagine that they might be against having anybody coming there, even pretending to be a mass shooter. Yeah, that's that's not that's well, one that's in incredibly poor taste historically, and I think they're the uh, same campus that started the uh, the Cox not Glocks thing, yeah, where they're doing open carry of like sex toys, mm-hmm. walk around campus with like a a double like holster with butt plugs in it, It'd be fucking mm-hmm. hilarious, man. <laughs> Just reminds me of that little Donnie episode on Upright Citizens Brigade. Somebody out there is going to get that joke, so. And then finally, we're going to talk about the Trump. Oh, the Trump. And then we're going to we're going to step off for a break here in a second. But uh, the the Trump rejects criticism of his plan to ban Muslims. Of course he does. I you don't think, care. Did, is his yeah, did, did anybody think that he would accept criticism of anything? And I don't want to be the the person that's pointing out the whole like, look, we're headed towards he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. No, he's not a Nazi. He's just a fascist. Yeah. And we're headed back into those waters. I I you can see the writing on the wall with the the gridlock that we've had in our government and the, you know, making one person the the utmost enemy when it's not just a group of people, it's it's a certain person acting in a different way, you know. You can't can't blame all Muslims. You could blame the extremists and you could blame the religion. You can't blame everybody in that religion. Right. Man, so I'd talk more about him, but I don't really. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have an argument. He doesn't have an argument. So, I, he, it's it's complete. He, he's pandering completely to to the people who are who are afraid. Yeah, he wants a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States while we figure out what the hell is going on. What the hell's going on is that people <laughs> are able to buy dangerous weapons legally and use them. Legally, carry them around legally, and but then they'd be like, they'd be saying, 
oh, well, it's a safe zone, so you're not supposed to have a gun there. See, and they broke that law. Like, okay, yeah, they broke that law. Just, Lawbreakers are going to break laws, buddy. Well, how many, how many, how many uh, just Muslim terrorist attacks in the U.S. have there been in the last 10 years? Uh, let's see, two, maybe three? <laughs> yeah, not that many. And well, most of them, there's been the most of them, ones, of course, and there's, oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, most of them, well, yeah, they could be considered extremists, were not acting on behalf of terrorist organizations. No. They, they might... were they were disgruntled employees. They were they they were so there the Fort Fort was it Fort Hood? Fort Hood, yeah. Yeah, he this this guy had severe PTSD. Yeah, you, so, he had PTSD <laughs> and he was fucking sick of it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there there are other mitigating circumstances. It's not they just happen to be Muslim. Yeah. And they happen to be sick of it. It's not we're not saying that the Islamic religion doesn't have violence within its books. Every fucking religion does. They're all bad ideas. Mm-hmm. But this one in particular acts on it a lot more. Yeah. I should say. Mm-hmm. But, and the, the, the event in, in San Bernardino, they're pretty sure it started out as an argument at a, a work function, <laughs> at a, a holiday work party. Jeez. And there, there's indications that they were planning something, but it, it seems more to be a... Yeah, uh, but I, I've planned kind of all sorts of things, but yeah. never actually like done it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, let's see. What happens when I put this noose around my neck and then, oh, okay, that's what that feels like. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, um, David Carradine on you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't need to take things to Or that. NXS. Like, maybe yeah. I should open the show with NXS this week. That'd be funny. <laughs> You're one of my kind. <laughs> so that brings us to our first break. I know we're not quite at the 40 minute mark, but trust us, we have an hour of, uh, waiting for Wrath Guys and Felicia. Yes, she's, those two, all three of those people show up a little bit later. So Mm -hmm. Kyle and I are going to go quite easy on you guys on these first two segments. So we're going to take a quick little break and we will be right back. We'll see you in a sec. Are you tired of hearing the same old depressing news? Exhausted with the state of the world and see no hope for its future? Then why not escape reality with the Atheist Apocalypse podcast? Come meet the people in the mysterious events of the Tri-Counties where the despair is hilarious and the baseless hopelessness is scarce. A fictional comedy audio story. Unlike anything in the podcasting realm, Atheist Apocalypse will take you away from your daily woes while informing you about the secret plot to take over the planet. Stupid. Don't tell the listeners of the show that. I'm not ready. Sorry. I thought they should know. You're an idiot. They need to listen to Atheist Apocalypse first. Otherwise, they'll be unprepared for the news. If your podcast lineup needs some comedy, or even if it doesn't, add Atheist Apocalypse Podcast to your queue. To enjoy our bi-weekly adventures with the wacky cast and crew, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and YouTube, or find all the information you need at AtheistApocalypse.com. Okay, and so we're back for our 
second segment of the week, our fun with real audio. It's Kyle and I here. Hi, Utah Cast. Hey, this um, is everyone's favorite segment now. Everybody's favorite yes, segment. Yes, including ours. Yes. And it's not quite as painful this week because, <laughs> I mean, it's painful because we're listening to some of the worst fucking people that humanity has to offer. But at the same time, we don't have a, a little pixie going, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be fun. Not quite as fun without her being here. So whoever left us a four star review on iTunes, go fuck yourself. That's messed up, man. We, I'm glad you <laughs> like the show, but <laughs> she adds a lot to the to the depth of this thing. Oh, man. And also, thank you to all the other people out there. We've gotten five other reviews, or at least four other reviews that gave us four star. I mean, uh, five stars. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, please leave us some text so give, so we know who to shout out to. or Oh, yeah. So we can give you guys proper credit for it because that's fucking awesome and we love you for it. So, first up, and I've always called him my favorite, Brian <laughs> Fisher. Oh, this guy. And he wants to kind of jump on top of what um what Trump was saying about banning Muslims. You know, the the religious right is just having a fucking red rocket orgasm day because they're they cannot get their cocks any swelled up any harder than they possibly are trying to kick Muslims out of this country. And I just I don't see where a a religion that has so many fucking sects in it where they would where they would draw the line, you know, like. Okay, well, we'll get rid of the Calvinists, but we'll stop at the Protestants, you know, or you know, main. Well, the Protestants are okay, but we'll kick out the Baptists. Yeah, God, Brian Fisher. So anyway, let's hear what he has to say. You know, and I feel that ought to be a part of our immigration policy. Let's use American resources to help these people find a home in the Muslim world. I agree with Janet. In fact, Norway is now doing that. I mean, I've been calling for this for years. In fact, that was in the same piece that Right Wing Watch uh, talked about. I suggested that we assist Muslims in America with repatriation costs. Let's help them find a home in the Muslim world. Pretty sure we already do that. Yeah, and what exactly is he considering the Muslim world? Is is that the place that they're all trying to get away from? Oh no, it's like the same assholes that share the uh, the pictures that show like the UAE and all, all the other extremely rich small countries over there. Where they're like, why aren't they taking refugees in? Why aren't they taking refugees in? Like, because they don't want to? I mean, yeah, they don't want to. There's no obligation. And most of the people don't want to go there. No, because there would be nothing for them there. I mean, mm-hmm. unless, unless you are a person of that country, you're essentially slave labor and like you're in this country as a guest. And, mm-hmm. you know, at least when it comes to them coming to places like Canada, which. They had lots of refugees show up there this week, and it was a really tr- touching thing to see Trudeau talking to them. Oh, yeah. Good job, Canada. Way yeah, to good, go. Great job, Canada. And, of course, they're going into France as well because they're going to they're going to add. It's like the Borg assimilating people. Your collective, mm-hmm. your, your individualities and, and thoughts and everything will be assimilated into the country. Like... Well, the they, fact that these yeah. guys coming here from Syria, I'm sure we have Syrian food out there, but guess what? We're going to get a lot more of it. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing more. And it's such a stupid thing to be like, oh, well, foodie, 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 you know. Well, but hey, you food, have to, food's one good part of it. Food's but, one good you know, part of it. Any, anything we can do to add to add to the diversity of our country and our world <laughs> because and, unless, and our communities. Their the religion is really a small part of who they are. For most of these people, it's the exact same thing as me being uh, when I was growing up as Southern Baptist. Like, 
Yeah, we go to church every once in a while. I mean, they might do the prayer thing every once in a while. Maybe maybe they do it strictly five times a day. A lot of people probably mm-hmm. don't. They probably do the one or two in the day. Oh, yeah. But it's part of their routine, just like it's mm-hmm. part of my routine to brush my teeth after getting out of the shower. You know, it's just, it's just that I, thing. Yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to bet a lot of these people with these with those viewpoints, those kick them out. The we don't want them. They probably know Muslims and don't realize it. Yeah, Trump knows a whole bunch of rich ones too. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, how about our troops that are serving over there? And we do this whole okay, you can't come in this country anymore. It's like uh, the fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's, I'm sure it's getting to a point now where I'm. It's a good. There's a good possibility. Yeah, there are people who are Muslim who are now slipping into a closet, who don't want to. They don't want to let anybody know. Man, sad. And he wants to put marks on them. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fascism, people. It really is a fucking fascist. Man, he is about as bad as Mussolini. About yeah. as bad. <laughs> They're not very good students of history. No, apparently. definitely not. Fuck. And you think that we've done enough work that in the last 70 years it wouldn't be able to repeat itself quite as easily. Man. Okay. So he's talking about kicking Muslims out. Okay. They can live in a place that shares their values, that shares their religious principles, that shares their religious practice that shares their cultural customs. They can be at home. Don't have to chafe against our liberty. Don't have to chafe uh, against our Judeo-Christian value system. <laughs> what, uh, what, 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 I'm sorry, what value system? Uh, Judeo-Christian, you know. Oh, yeah, that thing know, we don't have. That thing that we don't have. But if it was to be a thing, you know, that is there within the Muslim <laughs> religion, too. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure Islam is Judeo-Christian, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, since they talk about Abraham, they talk about Noah, they talk about all the things. They just use different names for them. Same, 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 same basis, bad same stories. Foundation. So they can be at home. And I believe we ought to be content to use our resources to help them get there. Let's use our resources to do that. No, let, of course. Let's bring mm-hmm. them, let's bring them into the country if they <laughs> want to be, I mean, a lot of, like yeah. we said last episode, a lot of these people don't want to come to America. They want to stay where they are. But that's not in the cards. You know? Yeah, no, they can't. And really, is he? Are they really talking about re- forcibly relocating U.S. citizens? So that's a that's a clip that I found from earlier in the week, and uh, yeah, I found another one of Brian Fisher defending that that clip. So hang on here. Exactly right. Donald Trump is right. We have got to suspend Islamic immigration. This unvetted Islamic immigration. Unvetted. Unvetted? Really? I don't think he knows the immigration process in this country. No. How fucking hard it is to immigrate to this country. It's anything but unvetted. (laughs) I mean, is he talking, I don't know if he's talking specifically refugees or just Islamic people that want to come live in America. Well, even refugees are are, are vetted. Refugees are vetted for a year. (laughs) It is not. It is not just like showing up on a boat and go, oh, hey, yeah, here's a, you guys can just shack up over here. This is not the, the, the olden days of the, of, of immigration into the U.S. Yeah. Where you just showed up, spent a day on an island where your name was recorded and that was it. Half acidly. Yeah. On top it was, of <laughs> do you, do you have turbo, tuberculosis? No. Welcome. Go to that line. Do you do you have it? Yes. Okay. Go to that line to die. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. Until we can figure out how to stop this toxic poison 
coming in. <laughs> toxic poison. <laughs> How about quit spreading here. your fucking toxic poison? You're part of it. You are the Fugu, sir, and people should not eat you. <laughs> it's already here. Oh, man. Into this country. We're not saying all Muslims are carriers of this toxic poison. Yes, you are. But the problem is we don't know who is a carrier and who is not. It's like the Ebola virus. Remember when the Ebola... Okay, he's going... I didn't invent oh, wow. this one. I didn't watch this, uh, this whole clip. But he's bringing up the fuck... It's almost like he's trying to say the whole bowl of M&Ms, you know, you don't want to eat any of those M&Ms if there's a the case that one of them's bad. It's like, of course. Yes, because people are M&Ms. But I want to be like, okay, well, how how bad sick are you talking here? Are we talking just like mild poison, or are we talking iocane? Because I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll fucking eat it. I'll eat M and M's. Look at this. <laughs> look at this physique. I eat M and M's. I don't care. I don't know. Okay, is there a test you can run on the M and M's to determine whether one of them is poisoned or not? You know, would it be outwardly appearance differently or, you know, did they come from a certain batch? Because, you know, you can figure that out. You know? it's, the, it's the brown ones. Just toss out the brown ones. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I bet you brown ones are 10% of the, <laughs> the M&M mixture anyway. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and, sorry, go for it. Uh, the M&Ms are multicolored. So yeah. just like people. So just, just like that's, people, yeah, that's really, mouth. that's, that's really what they're talking about. They melt so, in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's racist. No. But. Yeah. <laughs> like a Brian Fisher. Not all we candy. And to travel from any country where there was an Ebola outbreak. We just. <laughs> okay. Uh, Radical mm. is. Is a bad idea, one that can be stopped with education and, you know, being a better fucking country because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this whole American exceptionalism where we think we're the best fucking thing since sliced bread. Let me tell you what. It's not true a lot of the time. A good chunk of the time we're dicks to the rest of the world. Yeah. And I'm and I'm pretty sure those uh, those travel restrictions to countries with a, an, an Ebola outbreak. Yeah, those were not hard and fast and permanent. They were temporary, and people went other places where they went into quarantine. Well, it's just and, it really bothers me that, that he's comparing a a ideological mindset, a worldview, mind, you might say, to a uncaring, unthinking one one will of of that this virus has to do, and that Ebola just wants to do what it is genetically programmed to do. Mm-hmm. Islam is not a fucking genetic, you know, programming. It, you you might be more likely to be someone of certain, you know, race, color, creed, whatever it is, being in this, being someone that's Islamic. But it's not the same as Ebola, man. It's not spread by coughing. It's not spread not by, even. by by <laughs> you know touching blood or something like that. It's it's spread by you know. Hey, uh, there's this guy up in heaven. We call him Allah. Do you want to believe this? No. Oh, okay. I'll keep believing it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close to Ebola. No, not even close. That we cannot take the risk. Well, Islam is the Ebola virus of culture, and God damn it, Brian Fisher. No, no, it's God not. Damn God damn you. <laughs> the, you know what Trump is saying? Look, we cannot take a chance on importing more of this virus into our culture 
You know, when we put that ban on travel from Ebola countries, we were not saying that everybody who comes into this country from that country is going to be an Ebola's, an Ebola virus carrier. We're not saying an Ebola's. <laughs> <laughs> that Ebola's is a word for poop. Man, we're not stereotyping everybody. We're not demonizing everybody. We're not saying you're all carriers. We are simply saying we don't know who is carrying the virus and who is not. And we've got a responsibility to protect the health of our people, so we're going to have to suspend travel from that part of the world for our own protection. Yeah, You know, because you, you can, can screen for this. Yeah, <laughs> you can test people. You can quarantine them and see if they develop symptoms, and if they don't, they're okay. How do you propose to test somebody? To see if they He's are radical. Muslim. He's a radical Muslim. <gasps> are you a regular Muslim or a radical Muslim? Are you radical, regular, or unloaded? <laughs> Man. So that that's all I got for Brian Fisher. I fucking hate that. So instead, we're gonna move to uh Teddy Boy. Good old Teddy Cruz. Ah, oh, Ted, that's a Ted, yeah, that's a step up. Teddy Cruz. Yeah. We're gonna talk to this uh, this wonderful man here. Uh the guy that the guy from a mixed background that thinks he's a white supremacist. It's great. God, he's smarmy. And this one's just even worse because I have trans friends, and this fucking kills me. Uh, Senator, the Obama administration has issued a new ruling requiring every public school in the United States to give biological males who say that they are psychologically female access to girls' showers, bathrooms, and dressing areas. <laughs> so yeah but that's not know. even not, not even quite what that N was no but even if it was the case and someone identified as trans that is their gender <laughs> yeah has nothing to do with sex has to do with gender <laughs> mm -hmm. so even <laughs> it's the whole argument of like well, I don't want them coming into my little girl's uh, bathroom at school to, to shower and see her naked. And it's like, okay, well, you realize that in most gyms there are homosexual people that are probably <laughs> doing just that, you know? Yeah. Well, and one, why? Yeah. Why exactly do you think they would care? Yeah. And why does it matter? I, I I always don't fucking understand the argument about bathrooms and stuff like that because mm -hmm. when I go to the bathroom, I go there to serve a purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not there hanging out and be like, hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm just traveling to Africa this weekend to go get some Ebola. How about that? No, I'm I'm going to the bathroom to either take a dump, take a whiz, sometimes just to waste time. Yeah, it's not a place for uh, but socializing it's not, it's or not, conversation. It's not, it's not or, a place for eye contact. <laughs> or, or fraternization or, um, yeah, no, those things don't happen in bathrooms uh, in in typical situations and why we still have why don't we have unisex everything by now i don't get god damn it the administration threatens school districts like one in illinois yeah. Yeah. with the loss of federal funding yes. if they yes. refuse to comply with this hundreds of girls and boys yeah. walked out actually of yeah. one school hillsborough high school in hillsborough uh, missouri to protest this invasion of yeah. their yeah. privacy i love how cruz is like yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this new uproar is happening at a time when many other parents are already upset by the way federal funding is used, manipulated, to change the curriculum in their states. Some 46 states. This is the so-called Common Core. Yeah. So it went from transgender to Common Core. Man. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good leap. 
We hate educational standards. You know, God damn it. My kid attending school in Oregon should not have to, cannot, should not be able to change schools and not miss a fucking beat. <laughs> yeah. Damn. We don't, we don't like educational standards. Because... Well, in, in good news, uh, Obama let uh, No Child Left Behind finally lapse. Finally. Yeah. Yay. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So let's hear what Teddy Boy has to say. With little input from parents. So what will you as president do to guarantee that federal funding will not be used, won't be weaponized to force school districts to require girls to shower with boys or undress with boys? And what else will you do to stem the growing misuse of regulations, not just funding, testing, for example, Mm -hmm. and funding, of course? Uh, And what will you do to restore to parents Mm -hmm. and to local communities the control that under the Constitution they are supposed to have of their children's education? Well, look. I I don't want that much power. I I don't want to be the one that's in charge of my kids' education. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they are they under the impression that uh, people that these that, that kids in school are required to shower? I made it all the way through high school without having to shower. Because I'm pretty sure, at least here, they cannot require it. They can make it available. They can recommend it, but they cannot require it. They can't make the gym coach can't go. Come on, Reed, get them, get them uh, panties off. Well, not panties. I don't wear pants. No, as, <laughs> as far as you know, I don't wear panties. But he can't tell me to to strip in front of him. And be like, okay, no, touch your ankles. You know, no, he can't. Yeah, it can't get that weird because that's that's exactly what forcing kids to shower sounds like. And because mm-hmm. I grew up with the the school movies of kids going to school in the 80s where it was that big fear of, you know, oh, God, I'm going to have to shower with other guys. It's like it's not a it's not a phobia. It's just something I am adverse to do. Yes, yeah. I spent a little bit of time at Fort Knox doing some military stuff and um, you don't get a choice there. <laughs> you have to shower with other guys. Yeah, I mean, that's a little, that's different. As an adult, you're like, okay, well, just, okay. The social rule is you don't drop your eyes down below eye level. (laughs) As as often as you possibly can. Yeah. Keep it as, keep it eye level as much as. I mean, if any, if anything, this is, this is a hell of an argument for why the hell do we still have group community showers? Community showers. Because they're easy and cheap to put in. Yeah. But fuck. Put in dividers. How hard is that? Yeah, because you you don't know life until you're taking dumps with like without the stall. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. God. So let's hear what Cruz has to say. This is ridiculous. It shows just how radical and extreme the current administration is. You know, you know, I'm the father of two little girls. Radical and extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't say is he didn't say Muslim, you know, because <laughs> our our pork eating, alcohol drinking, pre- smoking president, you know, such Trigger a Muslim. Words. Trigger words. Let's mm. toss some of those out there. It just looks like a terrible catcher's mitt. I fucking hate this guy. Caroline and Catherine are seven and five. I don't want my daughters taking showers with little boys. I don't want. Okay, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't have to shower with little little boys. There's no one saying you have to send your kids to school and they must shower in front of a little boy. 
but they're talking about oh they're talking about trans kids okay yeah well that's not a little boy <laughs> no it's may not- have the genitalia but that's not a little boy and I know there's probably people out there listening to this right now like I don't get it this is hard my my head hurts and yeah sure yeah maybe it is a little maybe it is a little, is is a little hard and and difficult yeah. for for our binary brains to grasp that but yeah yeah no sorry gender's not exactly binary no i i've got a a couple of friends i mean i i keep saying i have friends here friends there but i do actually honestly have folks that are like uh gender queer that they they don't they're or they're pan gender like they they don't really express either either or you know mm-hmm. they may be born with a set but they don't their gender outward gender doesn't appear to be either you know <laughs> it's like they're in every sense of the word androgynous and so I, I hate that word but anyway nobody has to force your your kids to shower with somebody with another person of the same gen, of the opposite gender and if it's such a big deal why not just why not just try to get rid of gym class altogether yeah let them do that on their own time. I mean, I think they are pretty much doing that in most places. I don't hear about my kids going to gym class, but then again, we're talking kindergarten and first grade, so I don't think they have gym at those ages. Well, uh, yeah, that's a little different. That's you know, hey, it's it's gym class. Let's, Let's go, go play dance. Kickball. Yeah. yeah, they they play kickball. That's they got that parachute, that fucking rad parachute games that they play. I fucking love. Yeah, those. I think we need to get a parachute. That'd be great. <laughs> junior high or high school. And it's absurd. No parents do. And, and, and these are these are zealots. Yesterday, I chaired a hearing in the Judiciary Committee where the acting head of the Civil Rights Division refused to disagree with this proposition. She was she was asked, is the Justice Department going to begin persecuting school districts that say little boys and little girls don't have to shower together? And she refused to answer those questions. As she should. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sorry, the Justice Department is not answerable to you. Nope. For one, um, because of that separation of powers thing. And two, why would somebody comment on a hypothetical situation that is not going to happen in the first place? So, no, yeah, they, they shouldn't comment on it. Oh, Hell, they shouldn't even been asked. But no, it's it's completely asinine. It, it is radical and extreme. Now, you asked what we should do about it. We should do a number of things about it. Number one, I've pledged, if I'm elected president, that in the opening days, I will direct the Department of Education that Common Core ends today. Idiot. That's where he's going the whole time. They just want to get rid of the Department of Education because education is the enemy. Because a stupid populace is easier to control. Mm-hmm. Man. The Obama administration has used race to the top funds, has used federal power to bludgeon the states into adopting Common Core. That will end if I'm elected president. Beyond that, when it comes to the Department of Education, I think we should abolish the Federal Department of Education. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do that. If you become president, you can't walk into office on your first day and go, I'm going to get rid of this whole department. This whole department. That's not going to fucking work. can't do that. Once you establish in a department, it's kind of hard to get rid of it. <laughs> because you showed a need for there to be that branch created. Mm-hmm. And you to can't. get rid of it, you have to show that there is no longer a need 
for that well, to exist. And, and the Department of Education has been around how long? Oh, since we had school marms and shit? Yes. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be going anywhere anytime no, soon. No, it's not. And is that is not within the purview of the executive branch. Well, I just don't understand why. What major hard-on people have against Common Core? It, oh, the math is, it is the hard. Math? Is it the it's math the is math. different than we do the it? The math is, is hard. Well, the shitty part about it is it's not that hard. It's no, different. It's, it's different, a different because method. we were bludgeoned with the old Prussian way of doing school shit mm-hmm. where it's memorize this, regurgitate it, memorize this, regurgitate it. They're not doing that with kids anymore, and I'm happy for it because my head is full of useless shit that I'm never going to use. Mm-hmm. Math isn't mm-hmm. one of them because I I can use time. I sit around and fucking do times tables in my head because I'm a weirdo. But but when it comes to like you know multiplying double digit numbers, you know that's when Common Core math comes into fucking great detail. It's great for them because it teaches them how to do that. It's, Me, yeah, it's I actually... trip on it because I don't fucking know the what 27 times 27 is easily without going, okay, 400, and then it's like, uh, you, that's stupid. But yeah. kids with Common Core would be like, oh, okay, well, 27 times 27, that's close enough to times this by this, and then, okay, and they get you an answer. That's relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yeah, it's, it's I'm different... tripping on it, and I'm a yeah. fucking math nerd. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a different, it's a different methodology, and it's tripping, it trips people up who who are, are stuck in that one way of thinking about it. Well, it's him, a different way of thinking. That's all. Him and Meta, the uh, the friendly atheist on Pathos or Pathos, whatever you want to call it, uh, he says he supports Common Core, you know, like most of us do. But he's a fucking math teacher. <laughs> and he goes, look, it's going to it's hard for you guys to understand, but this works. It works better this way. It does. It really does. I like it. Uh, so rounding it out, I don't think we're going to go past this one because I think we're just about, oh, let me see. Sorry. Bring everything back up here. Uh, we're about 26 minutes into it. So we'll go with this last one, which is uh, Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson. Oh, goody. And this is from prisonplanet.tv. You know, good old <laughs> Alex Jones. Man. Say what you, I, I fucking hate the guy. But he knows how to sell it. <laughs> He's a great actor when it comes to like believe, making other people believe his shit. So here we go. I, I mean, I look at the average Democrat now with these man on the streets we do in Austin and in California. You know, we're not in the Beltway. And I mean, these Democrats, nine out of ten say, we go for Obama, we're going to put gun owners in forced labor camps, and uh, we're going to execute them. As a member of the 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 screeching left... I've never said that. I've never heard anybody say that. I've never heard anybody on the left ever say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna execute him." What, what, where is he getting? Well, first he's guy, never gonna he's never gonna say where he got that. He's never, no, he doesn't have to. He'll never have to. I think he must have watched the uh, the Thief in the Night movie series because that's what they do in that. They round up people <laughs> and they execute them for not getting the mark of the beast. Go listen to um, uh, No Illusions and. Um, those guys that do uh what the fuck is it called um scathing atheist when they when they, they have a show called god awful movies and man <laughs> it's al- it's almost like an mst3k of bad christian movies oh speaking of which they got funding yay oh good we're gonna yeah. get, i think full mm-hmm. 13 episodes from them it's gonna be good yeah. mm-hmm. well 12 and a holiday special yes yeah, there you go so anyway alex jones sorry yeah, i mean and, and they say yeah i'm sick of these gun owners and we're like so you want to put them in prison and so next time we go out, uh, we want to kill them. Yeah, let's kill them. 
uh, I mean, look at all people saying kill Trump. These are mainline people saying go ISIS, kill Trump, and they're not even right. Go ISIS. Yes, go ISIS, kill Trump. And they're mainline <laughs> people, of course. They're mainline people. Who? In, in, exactly. in California, you know, that, you know, it, place is not in the Beltway because, you know, the Beltway is full of those sane people. <laughs> Must be his most of his audience base from there. <laughs> oh, man, Alex Jones. God damn it. Radical Muslims. It just seems like it's now more like a dumbed-down power cult like the Nazis or the Soviets. I don't know how to describe them, but these aren't the Democrats I grew up around who you'd agree with on a bunch of points and, you know, disagree with some. These are like deranged, crazy people in my view. Do you agree with that, or what would you call them, or what are they mutating into? Well, you see Alex Jones. Uh, wait, no, that's not how Tucker Carlson talks about it. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's flip this coin. Okay, we're on heads right now. Flip it over. We're on tails. Uh you guys are deranged, power crazy people. Let's see, but mm -hmm. I can actually back this up with evidence. You know, the religious right has taken over the Republican Party. Yeah. I used to be able to consider myself a Republican when, at one time when I was a kid. I didn't know shit from Shinola. Sorry, that's an old reference. Nobody's gonna know that one, but um, <laughs> sorry, I used my old colloquialisms there. Um, but. At one point, you probably could have considered yourself a Republican more than you can nowadays because you have to buy a lot of shit to be on the right these days. You can't just be like, well, I'm all for fiscal conservatism, which is a great idea. Maybe not good in execution, but now you can't just be a fiscal conservative. You have to be a God-loving, gun-toting, Muslim-hating fiscal conservative. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you're, you're not, you don't fit in. You yeah. will not fit in at all. Yeah, you, you you can no longer be a fiscal conservative Republican without being a socially conservative Republican. Yeah, it, it just does not exist. And for anybody out there that's actually a log cabin Republican, get off the fucking fence and join the party that actually gives a shit about you. <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's a great question. All the attention is on how the Republican Party has changed and it's more extreme. And you know, it has changed in a lot of ways, but not as much as the Democratic Party has changed. Bullshit. Democratic yeah, bullshit. Look at the party of Robert Kennedy. Uh, let's see. Pretty much the same. Wait, actually, no, we have changed. We're, we're going a little bit more centrist nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, we're at we're the Democrats now are re what Republicans were. Yeah, they're they're the on their part. they're on their way. It's it's another it's another switch. And this happens every what? 50, 60 years. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be extremely happy when. Trump goes against Sanders because that is one extreme versus another extreme. And either way, we win. So <laughs> <laughs> I will have lots to talk about on the show, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. if from our bunker somewhere, because we won't be able to live in this country anymore. Because once they get rid of the Muslims, they're going to be like, oh, all them atheists. Of course. I could feign a religion like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> Hey, we it's, we, it's really we know, fucking easy, man. <laughs> we know enough. We yep. know enough. Unless unless Jeb Bush actually does perfect his uh, Christian detector. I wonder if it sounds like the machine that goes ping. <laughs> it goes ding when there's stuff. Or it's the uh, <laughs> the I'm a Christian alarm sounds a lot like the Homer Simpson everything's okay alarm, where it just <laughs> is constantly blaring a noise unless it goes quiet. <laughs> then you know there's a problem. <laughs> I were about the same age. For our lifetimes was the party of kind of the faculty lounge, affluent white intellectuals on college campuses, of course, of minority voters, 
and of the poor, but it was also the party of like the working man. They always claimed that, and they were right, actually. The average wage earner was a Democrat because he thought the party was on his side. It is no longer that. The Democratic Party is the party of left-wing intellectuals and of people who are wholly dependent on government, who need government help. And so, of course, Democratic Party is their natural home. Hey, do you fit either of those? Um, mm, yeah, no. Well, I'm kind know. of an intellectual, yeah. but I'm not a... I'm not as he said. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, sort of. And I guess I, I'm not wholly. Well, actually, my my paycheck comes from the government, so yes, I am. Yeah, wholly sure. dependent on the government. Yes. So there you yes. go. Yes, we we are we are both wholly dependent both on the those, government. Yes. So yes, okay. Oh, and also yeah, I'm middle class, so fuck you, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's talking about this middle class like it's something that still exists. <laughs> yeah, not really. No, you have poor people, and then you have rich people. That's what we're at nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the middle. They don't represent normal people anymore. Sure, because there is no middle. There's no fucking middle for them to represent anymore. Yeah, you've you've pretty much managed to eliminate the middle. You've you've pretty much made everybody in the middle become poorer and then let a few people become richer. Dick it. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It, it completely is. And so without the leavening effect of normal people with jobs and families and, you know, and maybe a week of deer hunting every fall, they have no reference points for what's normal. Yeah, this is just pandering. Pander, 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 pander. <laughs> that's, that's, where does deer hunting come in? Because that's what that crowd does. That's what the InfoWars crowd does. I listen to podcasts of Alex Jones while I'm out there skinning them squirrels. <laughs> I've eaten squirrel. Fuck you guys. It's good. <laughs> And the authoritarian impulse, which has always been on the left, because the left believes that politics is the way to improve the world and human nature itself. So they take politics much more seriously than the right does, for sure. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. So we take politics more seriously than the right. Well, yeah, because we're we are pretty damn sure that if you leave people to their own devices they are not going to do what's in the best interest of the population as a whole. Man, fuck this guy. God, <laughs> so bad. That authoritarian impulse is, has nothing to hold it back. That's right. And they, it's in full flower. And the gun issue, I don't even talk about it much on the air because it makes me too emotional. And I become tongue-tied because it makes me so angry. But I'll just make the obvious point that I know your, your viewers agree with. But they're not even pretending that gun control will make the country safer because it demonstrably won't or prevent it. It demonstrably won't. Really? How, yeah. how exactly is it? Look at those how numbers for Australia again. At all. Look at the numbers for like every other country that does have gun control. How many deaths there have been from guns? They're like, oh yeah, well there's an increase in crime. They won't even let they won't even let yeah. them study it in this country. Yeah. It, you it can't is. even study it. So how could you even demonstrate it? One way or the other. Man, just just, just farts coming out of both these guys' mouths. It's just terrible. Terrorism, it's absurd. They don't even try. They're basically just saying that anybody with a gun or certain kinds of guns is prima facie evil, which is to say they're part of another culture, one that we're not a part of, that needs to be stamped out and destroyed. And let's just go ahead and use this national crisis to hurt these people. I mean, that's kind of their, their open pitch. They're not even pretending anymore. It's really ominous. Very well. I can't hear this shit anymore. No, yeah. I'm not saying people that own guns are evil. I'm saying ignorant people that own guns are dangerous. That's not. And I'm pretty sure most most people, most people now uh, on the left, are not even saying they're evil or bad. They're saying you really don't need them. That's the thing. 
And because you don't need them, just having them present is an, an increased danger. Yeah. Their presence increases the likelihood of somebody getting shot. Like, you're more That's likely it. to get shot by the gun in your own house than anywhere else. And you know what really fixes that problem? Not having the gun in your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, I have first-handedly, in my own family, my dad shot a fucking hole in the floor. Mm-hmm. My brother shot a hole in the ceiling because they're humans trying to use these things. Even if they're trying to teach somebody, accidents fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Accidents happen happen in cars all the time, but guess what? Yeah, there's airbags, there's safety features, there's insurance, there's testing, there's all this wonderful yeah. like stuff that comes from being a regulated fucking industry. Well, they do they do everything they possibly can to make cars as safe as possible, so that if the accident happens or when the accident happens, yeah, it's not if you anymore. you you are as protected as possible. They spend massive amounts of time and energy and money engineering these things. Mm-hmm. And but... you wonder why so many car companies reuse the same engine over and over again. Oh, yeah. It, because it's... it's been tested already. <laughs> people, cr- people crush their cars all the time and walk away from it. Yeah. Because of safety standards. It, that, that wasn't always the case. No. But yeah. when there's an accident involving a gun, a good portion of time someone will most likely die. So if, some, if someone's hit, luckily not, that's not the case all the time, yeah. but so that brings us to an end of segment two. We will be back with the third segment complete with Felicia and whistle and the two guys from waiting for wrath. So we will catch you guys in a second. Um, we'll be right and back. And you'll, you'll finally be able to hear more than just us two. Yeah, more than a sausage roll. That's the guy <laughs> on here. Hey, Kyle, let's go sword fight. <laughs> That's a Stop. short sword fight. Yeah, I know. It would be dangerously. I think my belly would get in the way. Yeah, it'd be close quarters. <laughs> more like a dagger fight, really. You like CQC. Yeah, there you go. Nerd <laughs> reference there. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trader Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff. Teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. Okay, and so we're back from break here, and we want to catch up with the Waiting for Wrath guys. We have Steve and Shay joining us for this uh wonderful segment so uh guys tell us about the show waiting for wrath well we uh got together uh, it really sucks over a year ago i fucking hate it (laughs) (laughs) aaron decided he wanted to do a a podcast and he recruited shay and then i listened to a few of the episodes and then shay didn't show up one week so i guessed it on yeah and, and then we and, couldn't uh, get rid of him. I haven't missed a show since. <laughs> That's hilarious that, like, guesting roles usually, like, are how... It's like the, the, the person that comes over to the house and doesn't ever want to fucking leave. That's, yeah, actually, exactly that's pretty standard for podcasts from what I've seen. Was that it's, how... 
Was that how I was brought on? Because I believe I, I thought I was supposed to be like a, like a regular panelist from the beginning. Tell me no, I was no, regular. You, you were a regular <laughs> panelist okay. from the beginning. It, okay. was, it was the other person that was a, yeah, yeah. I'd like to be on, and then they stuck around. Oh, that, yeah, that happened, and then that, that didn't yeah. happen anymore. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> we have to mention the most important part, though. We also have Jen on our show. Have we talked about how great Jen is? She Not is just yet, the best we're about to. of all of us. All you, so, all you potential podcasters out there, Get a girl on your show. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking does wonders. So much better off now, believe me. Jen joined us in around episode 13 or so. And and that's when we finally like solidified. She turned the show into something listenable. <laughs> and that's when we realized the four in our name actually made sense. <laughs> Until then, it was <laughs> four of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Awesome. I got a question for you guys. Um... Most we haven't got a ton of complaints about our show. I want to be honest, and uh, most of our listeners are have been absolutely fabulous. But most of the complaints have been about me, <laughs> oh. like including one that was like Felicia's voice, though. Stop that! Yeah, it was like, oh, stop that voice. Oh, <laughs> like I'm like I can't do anything with this. This is what I have to work with. I don't know. Maybe just need a better microphone or something. I oh, we got her a good one. one. Yeah, these, these guys are awesome. Well, then there's nothing we can do. I don't no. think Jen's gotten any bad press. <laughs> oh, no. no that's awesome. That's Jen. good. Because I got some. Everybody loves Jen more than the rest of us, I, really. I get drunk and say things I shouldn't. Yeah, we edit most oh. of that out, too. Mainly, yeah. my... Oh. I, I'd love to hear what got edited out the last two episodes. Christ, you guys were talking about eating placenta, and let's see, before that, there was the complete rundown of the gynecological tools. and We were oh, very curious. You heard only the best of it, believe me. Oh, man. <laughs> I drink and I get curious about parts I don't have and like to see how awkward I can make things in this tiny room. If you can make it really awkward, though, Jen's pretty good at kicking him under the table now, I think, so that helps. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, can we change seats next week? Because I don't like sitting across from her. <laughs> Plus, the shoes hurt, man. By the way, using all those gynecological tools, like having them be used on you gets way more weird. Just saying. I can imagine. I would not want to be there. Um, I've actually set in on gynecological exams because I'm married, and uh, I learned it's best to stand by the wife's head. Yes! <laughs> okay. Now, now I gotta bring it up. Now I gotta talk about it. So, <laughs> there you go. See, you bring us on. Oh man! All right, if, if you're gonna so, go there, I'm gonna take it and run with yes, it. Yes, let's, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. So I got an IUD. That's like the most. I've never had a kid, so like that's the most invasive anything's ever been for me. But that Wait, means that, that I, isn't that the thing where the terrorists put down that explode? Why did you get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I. U D. Yeah, I got that veteran was friends. Yeah, uniform Delta. Thank you very much. <laughs> All my veteran friends are afraid of trash on the road and shit. They're like, oh my god. Yeah, that's an E because the U is not E. How do we? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was just, I was like, dudes are gonna be very scared to get all up in there if they might explode. Yeah, U intrauterine device. Isn't How's that? that? That one like disco songs about ring my bell. You know, you want them to explode. <laughs> no, oh, God, Skush! Uh, uh, uh. If they're doing it right. <laughs> so part of the getting the IUD procedure is that they actually have to spread the cervix, which really doesn't want to be nope like, yeah. at all, mm -hmm. like at all, and get like this tiny, like tiny, like it's one inch long 
like thing in there and it hurts like a motherfucker. But to do this, they've got like these nasty looking hook things. Like it's like these longs. <laughs> it's like some fucking HR Giger stuff for it. Yeah, no, it's freaking terrible. So before I got my IUD, Xenomorph I, comes up. I'm actually not like I don't have any medical phobia whatsoever. If I research and like watch the procedure, I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm cool with it. Like I'm like, yeah, I get it. Uh, so I don't have any medical phobia. So I watched the entire procedure. I saw all the tools they use. Like I watched like training videos on how to insert an IUD. Like oh <laughs> so you, you could have done it yourself with a mirror. No, uh, <laughs> but no, but because it hurts. Like it hurt. It hurt with a more tab. So <laughs> like it hurt. <laughs> so should have gone in drunk. Yeah, but it was lower tab again. It was lower tab. Yeah, you know, was like I was sufficiently not capable of driving. Is that fair? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, uh, like, <laughs> I was fucking scared. And then I got the lower tab. I'm like, nah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, but it was. Uh, so I watched the entire procedure. And yes, they spread everything open. And then they get these pokey tong things and funny thing is the pokey tong things don't hurt not at all like they like somehow like the cervix can really it doesn't like being like beat on but like pokey things that makes sense why uh, why my wife complains exactly Sweet Christmas. exactly cervix doesn't like this but it really doesn't mind this like well, so that's what it was designed like, for Right. Well, okay, so I didn't mind the poke, but the pull is where it went like, fuck everything! And again, the cervix doesn't feel it, but the rest of your fucking body does. I, I honestly think for a lot of medical procedures that they don't put you out for, they should still offer you the stick wrapped with leather. <laughs> you to bite down on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bite down on this. If nothing else, you'll be quiet. I think I handled it better than my ex-husband, because I just went like, ugh. And he's like, <laughs> He didn't realize that I, I, he was there with me and he was holding my hand and he didn't realize that I had watched all these videos and knew every tool they were using and knew everything, every single step. I'd watched like five videos on this. I knew what I was, I knew what was, I was in for. And, um, so like the only thing I was scared for was the pain and it hurt. So irrational fear. <laughs> And like he's he's sitting there holding my hand, and like we get done, he's like, "I'm so glad you couldn't see the tools they were using. They were so scary." I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) "Okay, Uh, now, now here's a serious question. Once they had you all opened up, was there an echo? (laughs) Hello, hello, hello." (laughs) Is that how that works? She's only been no, married for a short time. Those so listening at home, no, 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 that, was, that was a said, double finger. I said ex-husband. <laughs> hey, you know what? You guys are cute, though. I try, I try. You know, I can so only yeah, do something. Waiting for Eth. You guys are on iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you All your for... typical podcatchers. Search on the, on the Google. You type in Waiting for Wrath. We'll pop up first. Our webmaster is awesome. That's Aaron, by the way, one of the hosts. But don't forget about Jen, who's the most beautiful podcaster that we have on the show. By far and away. We have to make up for some some past digressions. 
uh, discretion. So we're going to just pimp Jen as much as we can. Transgressions. Transgressions. Oh. Aaron and I went on Zachary Lynch like a year ago when we mentioned everybody but Jen and she still doesn't let us get because <laughs> we talked to him about it before we started recording and then didn't realize after we're recording that she hadn't come up again. <laughs> what the fuck guys? Come on. Exactly. Uh, uh, dicks. Yeah. I think she's right. Oh, she is. She is. Absolutely. There's no doubt. So how long has she been holding that against you? Um, every since, uh, it's God, about a year now. Yeah. It was like last December or January. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it probably won't end, but well, I, I think you, I think you got another year and a half before the statute of limitations expires. Yeah. No. I, does that, does that matter with, uh, I'm pretty sure she's going to hold against us as long as she knows us. So. Yeah. In your guys' <laughs> studio, you need to get like the best headshot you can of Jen. And you know, the, the nine 11 memes where it says, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing for Christmas. We're taking a headshot of Jen and putting that and framing it and putting it on the wall. Never forget. My, that's my so wife gave us Cindy Jesus for in my stocking last year, so he's our, our studio mascot. He used to hold whiskey. I don't know where his whiskey went. Oh, I know. His whiskey bottle disappeared. I've got a bunch of old toys over here. On the... got a, I got my, like, my, my uh, Fallout. Bobblehead guy, the vault tech dude. <laughs> I got my easel back there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. So, um, let's see. We didn't. We got into you guys going off topic on things, which we did. Blueberries. Um, <laughs> but we didn't talk to you, to you guys about what the the other twist of um, waiting for Reth is. What makes you guys special is that you are a beer reviewing podcast. Oh, Absolutely. we just. I drink until I can't see, and that's mainly when Aaron asked if. Uh, if I was interested in starting a show with him, my, my first thing was like, can I drink and can I talk about drinking and do I have to be coherent? And <laughs> all the answers lined up and that was how the first show started. And- Hooray so, podcast. So yeah. So yeah, yeah, every episode we, uh, we choose a beer and we all have a taste and we review it and we give it a point score out of 10. Out of 10. Unless I forget and it's out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so gentlemen, I am actually a cheesemonger, and part of my job is to do flavor profiles. And this, uh, because I'm a cheesemonger, means that I'm not limited to cheese, but chocolate, wine, and beer. So all in all, you're just a monger. Yeah. Pretty much. But Utah does not allow me to monger wine. So, uh, but I do have actually a beautiful specialty chocolate section as well that I love and I adore. And, um, and, and, uh, beer, we are limited to the 3.2, but our last, our our last, uh, cheese and beer pairing class was with Epic Brewery, who we cannot sell in grocery stores. So that is how much my Ah, job. Because they're that fucking good. Because they're, (laughs) there's that much alcohol. They're epically. They're one of the uh, the few we're people the, in state where you can go get um, what are they? They're called crowlers. Yeah, crowlers. You no, know, not growlers. Crowlers with the seat. Never heard of that before. They they're, will, they're they're pre-filled and capped, and not not they, from the tap. They they're like thirty-two ounce cans. Yeah. Uh, that they make so that so it's like a, it's a bigger portion of beer, but they have it in a can, so it's it's easily portable. Anyway, okay. my 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 store believes in being able to recommend these beers beyond just what's in our store. Um, But that's not the point. Um, (laughs) The point is that I do, uh, I do 
flavor profiles on all of these things. And I have a beautiful resource if you guys wanted to be able to perhaps, I don't know, uh, log it. Like, uh, do flavor profiles. Like, you, there's a notebook. Oh, the beer, the beer tasting notebook? No, it's called 33, it's called 33, 33. Books. Yep, I have, uh, I have uh, probably about 30 of those books, actually. You have 30, 30, 33 notebooks? <laughs> I don't know if I've, I have, a, I have a stack about this big of them. I have I've, many fine leather-bound books. I actually personally <laughs> prefer that style of flavor profiling. Oh, great, and they're tiny and fits in your back pocket. The year they came out, everyone that I knew like gave me one, which is why so I ended up with... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, he just got them. You, we just got them, so I'm giving them to everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got loads of them. I love them. Sounds like a moleskin or something. It's about the size of the small moleskin. Okay. But every page is printed with your profile. It has a circle diagram so you can read bitterness, sweetness, uh, all gotcha, that kind of gotcha. shit. It's yeah, I know. They're fabulous. I have a t-shirt with my favorite cheese, my other boyfriend who's a cheese, uh, hit that profile on it. Like, that shape. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I really do. It's Harbison, and he's so sexy as fuck. So what we're learning is that you might all be atheists, but Alicia, <laughs> you still worship Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea, darling. <laughs> uh, I'm actually the least of the beer drinking in our crew. The other three are real beer connoisseurs. I mostly drink whiskey. I whiskey. drink beer when I'm here. I love whiskey. I'm a big fan of whiskey. Kyle's a whiskey guy too. I'm. I, uh, I'm we learning. have no... Oh yeah. Shay's got a nice scotch here that he brought back from a recent excursion that we've been working on. I don't know if any of you have heard, but... um, Ooh, ooh, I I, have. Have you? (laughs) I just got back from Ireland and Scotland. So, because I hate everyone I do this podcast... It was for your honeymoon. Did you eat cheddar? Did you at least eat cheddar? Of course, I ate so many cheeses, I think I was constipated for a week. That's because <laughs> they eat cheese in Europe. Like, they actually, like, it's a way of life. I'm sorry, I get super geeked out about this. I'm sorry. Uh, back Jeez. off. Jesus. So, Megatron became Galvatron. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, how, that's how our roundtable usually ends up. Comic book talk. That's mm-hmm. exactly, for the past two weeks it has, yeah, right, hasn't it? Yeah, you guys have done a lot of it on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, Aaron has been just like fucking creaming his jeans over Jessica Jones, and Jen is right there with him. And oh, we've all been going we, off on Jessica Jones. Yeah, That's it's pretty stuff. fucking awesome. Uh, but I brought back a nice bottle of whiskey that we've been slowly drinking, though if we get too much deeper into it, we all fucking pass out. <laughs> That's because it's what, 100 proof, isn't it? It is 100 proof. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't even buy it on this side of the pond. No, I have a, my, um, my wife's brother so i guess my brother-in-law is out in scotland for the next two or three months he's doing a program out there just work study type shit but he's promised to bring me back at least another bottle so well we've got um we've kind of worked out really well with the uh, the atheist podcast guys so i wonder if they can get stuff like that up in canada and somehow get it to the states uh this one specifically doesn't leave the border. doesn't leave the island okay mm-hmm. yeah I, that's what I asked for specifically. You, you can buy the eighty-proof version of it here. You just yeah. can't get the hundred-proof. Yeah, well, I, I wanted something specific that no one else could find. Let me just buy a lot of it and distill it. 
Yes, I, I did that in high school and college. Uh, That's how you turn potters into smear. I, I can't recommend it as a way to get a, a drinkable liquid if you're not really, really good at it. We drank it anyway. Well, we have a couple of new distilleries here in town. I can go ask them to help. Yeah, yeah. But, well, managed to get a, a handful of them here in Utah too. It's pretty nice. Drinkable Are they still drinkable? Is pretty subjective. No, Isn't no, we're, we're talking like real distillery. Oh yeah, no, they're. The they don't have to abide. By, they don't have to abide by the fucking liquor laws. Oh, they get fucked by the liquor laws, but yeah. <laughs> they, they, they do it anyway. It's like a three hundred percent tax. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's There's about thirty or forty percent, I think. Oh. We yeah, have a we... place in town that makes clear liquors. They make vodka and gins, things like that. Have you tried it yet? I have not actually. I no. need to. Well, we have for uh... next oh, drinking twenty five beers. That's We've right. Got, isn't uh, Kyla's Five Wives one of ours, or is that... Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it Five is. Wives, one of ours. Yes, that's uh, Ogden's own. And I Indeed think... Indeed it is. At, like, right around there, we have... Uh, you guys might be able to find it up there where you live. I'm a I'm a sucker for, like, a, a, a liqueur, like a like a good herbal liqueur. So I, I like, like I, I'm one of those talking, I'm one of those assholes that likes Jaeger. Oh, the, yeah, you and my wife. I can tolerate Jaeger. I can tolerate it. I, I don't even I, like the smell of it. But Ugh. there's a there's a uh, is that because she puked on it once? There's one kind of yeah. like kind of like produced <laughs> here in Utah as well called Underground. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's Ogden's. But it's, same, it's same guys who make Five Wives. Fucking high point though. <laughs> it's like a it's high point good. Jaeger. <laughs> it's Ugh. amazing. Yeah, I'll trade. Oh man, it sounds like something like, my wife would fucking. I love. like my Canadian whiskey. What I what am I gonna say? I like that. I like Canadian whiskey, and I like <laughs> tequila, and I like. Yes! Scotch. Oh my god, we need to hang out. Like, <laughs> it's gotta be scotch. scotch. Well, the great thing is these guys are only like a state away. That's true. We're not far. No, and and we have much lax liquor laws. You can actually. I know. I, you guys, you I guys have, have you guys have Utah's Idaho? best liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> the one right across Wyoming the or Idaho? Which I one know. is it? Wyoming, Wyoming or Idaho? Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming. Wyoming holds okay, Utah's so best liquor store. Okay, so the next time I'm out that way, I'll hit you guys up. Salt Lake, about nine, nine hours? Nine hours? Is that it? Yeah, I think Salt so. Lake's about nine hours from nine? where... Nine? Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Where are you guys? Where are you guys? Where the guys? fuck are you? <laughs> we're at the University of Wyoming. We're right on I-80. Oh, Laramie. Laramie. Okay, gotcha. Laramie. Wyoming. Laramie, that oh. is not nine hours away. Bullshit. No, well, it feels like uh, it. Well, how far is Salt Lake from the Wyoming border? An hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, then we're closer than that because we're about six, six and a half, seven hours to the border from here. Okay, so it's about eight. Yeah, you're only an hour. <laughs> but it's still fucking long. It's straight down eighty. It's hard to miss. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I know people down... who. Be- I know people who've worked in Laramie. So. Lucky folks. Lucky folks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I love Laramie. I've been here for years. Waiting for Wrath. Go pick him up. iTunes, Stitcher, and everything. Um, but we do need to get to the main topic that we're going to talk about this week. Uh, and that's going to be why we do what we do. And mainly that is being uh, atheist podcasts. I mean, I guess the reason we, I, the reason I do it is because I, I like talking to people. <laughs> I've always, I've, I've always been the kind of guy where I'm really quiet in a crowd and everything, but you put a microphone in front of me and I'll, I'll go for hours. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you were on our show. You lasted for hours. <laughs> no, was, I was amazed. That's how, what we do on how, our shows. How you guys trimmed it down? I was like, man, that was like a, that was a long recording. Like you, you guys, guys super five, I'm sorry. I just googled this shit. Max, maximum, you guys are six hours away. 
There we go. No, so I'm sorry, but three to six is like three more hours on that is a long fucking difference. <laughs> so when I'm driving, it'd be four and a half. Yeah, we're four uh, and a half exactly. hours. Actually, uh, and it says three hours by plane on Google. Well, if my car can hit 140. <laughs> <laughs> Mine can will explode shortly after. Give <laughs> a good mile out of it. I was happy. I wasn't even redlining. <laughs> just got yeah, so, why, so why we do what we do? Why um, why we do what we do? Well, we, uh, I work at a, at a university. Shay works for a school. So we have public-facing jobs where basically it's a good idea to keep your opinion to yourself most of the time. And generally speaking, I think that's not a bad way to live anyway. So this gives us an outlet to say just whatever the fuck we want without being concerned about any repercussions because, yeah. uh, you know, it's because, our show. Yeah. <laughs> and we proudly earn the explicit tag. Yeah. I got to say for about eight hours a day, I have to conform to everything. Just, <laughs> you know, you can't really show any side of anything when you're working in a school district. And um, it's really nice to be able to, well, tie one on first off and just speak your mind. I think more than anything, this has been a, a learning experience more than it has been, um, you know, un I, I feel like I'm not doing this to entertain people. No, I, you do it because you're, you're, you're hanging out with friends, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're having drinks, you're hanging out with friends and that's pretty much what this is for me too. But it's just like, it's an added bonus that there's an audience and they want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that the amount, the amount of information I learn on a weekly basis, I feel like since we've started this, my knowledge base and just my, my understanding of, of the world and different, different views and stuff has certainly grown. And it's been a, it's been an awesome experience. Well, it kind of forces us to uh, read the news with a little more discerning eye, you know, yeah. because I don't just listen to the news or read the news anymore. Now I'm reading it and I'm always thinking, is this something we're going to use? Is something we can, is there a, a, an angle on it that maybe will apply to the show? And it makes you think a little more deeply about the stories than you might otherwise. Yeah, true that. Plus, and... I think of it, I used to shoot pool on Monday nights for like three or four hours. So um, and I did <laughs> that a few years ago, shoot, used to shoot league pool. So now this is kind of my, uh, this is what I do now to get out of the house and hang out with my friends and drink too much on a regular basis. <laughs> that's, that's, I didn't realize we were atheists until like six or seven months in when I sobered up a bit. <laughs> 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 well, there's no fucking right. God. Fuck this shit. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> wait, we all agree on this art? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, and the, the atheist thing for us, especially out here in, U in Utah, and I don't, I could imagine it's probably much the same in Laramie is because it's a, it's an unseen thing in this state like like oh my god how do you dare to be an atheist you know when you're living in one of the most like um i almost said secular and fucked up there uh but it's like <laughs> one of the one of the most religious states in the country yeah well we're kind of lucky in laramie we're kind of a little bastion of blue and a sea of red here where you're kind of just in a sea of red <laughs> <laughs> there's a no, whole, no, lot no, no. There's a whole lot of purple there's a lot of purple is very purple. Has a gay mayor now too, doesn't don't they? Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they yeah, do. I saw that, Does yeah. the church hate him though? Her. 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 Oh God! <laughs> Fuck! I it's, thought you were yes. the news. I don't pay attention to it. Like it's I said, okay. I, I don't. I don't know who the fuck your guys' mayor is. I wouldn't expect. Yeah, no idea. Say, I have so. no idea who Laramie's mayor is. Oh, so I'm so really nice. not offended. 
But she is gay, and I am currently feeling frustrated with her because she is in talks with the LDS religion. And I feel like the LDS church should fuck off when it comes to the The politics. Yeah. 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 I I think they're probably just waiting for her to die so they can baptize her and call it good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, quick reminder to anybody listening, Church of Satan does have a do not baptize list that you can put in for. So I like the Mormons recognize that. Come on. Well, didn't they go into a Holocaust, like uh, into um, a Jewish cemetery and just start yeah. baptizing them willy nilly? Yeah. And uh-huh. you get a baptism, and you get a baptism. Everyone uh, gets baptized. Uh, only they could do them outside of their ox laden tubs that they have. And Frank has been baptized, I believe, nine times. Uh-huh. <laughs> she ought to be well baptized. Have, have you guys I looked into? Felt. Have you guys I'll looked into the temple rituals? Again. Bish just will not take. <laughs> Have you guys looked into what happens at the, at the at, actually at the temples and stuff when they do this kind of thing? No, our, our research into Mormonism basically ended at uh, what was that Mormon sex site where it was like uh, the people doing doing sex while they were wearing their garments. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was that was about the extent of our Mormon research. And that, that was pretty, well, that's that's really proud. about all you need. Yeah, <laughs> is that what Mormons don't have sex while wearing garments? Do they? Only the kinky super, ones do. Yeah, the, the super fundamental ones do. No, no, you're lying. They those, don't do Those that. are the ones that wear like the trapdoor garments where like So it's so yeah. every every sexual encounter is like a glory hole thing, right? So pretty, pretty much. much. So you get that sh- that hole in the sheet <laughs> thing covered, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's like the Amish. Yeah. No, I think they're even, no, I actually think... the the Mennonites and everything are probably better people. I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's not a Jewish law, by the way. The holding the sheet thing is not a Jewish law. No, but I think that's it's a... not. Oh, well, I was thinking an Amish thing where the Amish will bring in an outsider to have sex with their uh, women to keep the gene pool from getting stagnant, but they have to do it through a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it, it wouldn't. It just, yeah, re- it, nothing with religion surprises me anymore. Yeah, you know, at this point, it's weird. We've been trying to get an Amish or a Mennonite person on our on the podcast, but uh, we haven't been able to contact. Well, our, our, our cans and string they have to stretch so far. Yeah, there's not too many here in Wyoming. <laughs> well, and you know the technology limitations. Well, a lot of those fuckers have cell phones. Yeah, that's true. They do. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty. Most of them are pretty lax on the whole technology thing, uh, in private. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to play some Candy Crush. You know, they oh. got. <laughs> it's got to be pretty hard to live in this uh, society and, and not be connected somehow. We're talking. I, to, we're talking about a bunch of people that never watched Seinfeld. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't really fault them for that. I watched them the first time, but I'm not watching them again. I was too young for Seinfeld when it was on TV, but I did watch the reruns like it was nobody's fucking business. <laughs> How old are you, Felicia? Like 17? 12, 13, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I want to point out right now that I am legitimately the president of Atheists of Utah, and I am 26 years old. All wow, right. Well, a little okay. younger than me. Was, hey, there's someone younger than me. Well, <laughs> I am by far the grandfather of the group, so and I can make I don't know, Steve. How old are you? I'm 46. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got me beat by a decade. <laughs> so we're talking about why we do this and yeah. what motivates us to do this. Uh, for me, it was that 
I felt I had my own perspective on things. I'd heard other people say things, and I've I, I've heard you know Matt Dillahunty and Pendulette and Teller because that is his legal name say <laughs> all of what they had to say. I've heard Stephen Hawking's and uh, oh my god, I just forgot his name because I actually don't like him that much. Neil deGrasse um, Tyson. No. Oh, my God. Uh, Bill Nye. No. Oh, my God. No, Bill Nye was like my hero for like a small age. Wait, are we he's an evolutionarily by Dawkins. evolutionary. Yes, thank Dawkins, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dawkins, I actually don't like that much. He kind of like bugs the shit out of me, actually. Yeah, he but he's up. right a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I felt like I'd heard all of their what they had to say, and I felt like that I formed my own my own opinion. So I wanted to be a part of the pub, the free marketplace of ideas, as it were. And so that's why I do it. Yeah. You know, I think this has really opened opened the door to to meeting. Well, people from all over the country right now. I mean, you guys in Utah, you're right next door. But I don't yeah. think without this, without this podcast, I don't think we would have known about each other. We've really oh yeah, for sure. Our horizons for sure. We've met a lot of people through this, so much so that we actually formed a podcast network with uh, several other shows, so That's that amazing. we can kind of work together to, uh, you know, do more. Even so we've got. Yeah, I'll tell uh, Aaron my application's still pending, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're uh, we hooked up with uh, um, in the name of God the podcast. The podcast, and uh, you guys have Paul from the Q on there, don't you? Uh, we yeah. have uh, Atheist Apocalypse in the Q. Yep, yep. along yeah. with uh, Atheism One Hundred and One with uh, Matt and Tim. Matt and yep, Tim we had we had Atheist awesome. Apocalypse on last week. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, we did. They were great. They were absolutely fabulous. Yeah, and, and then, uh, uh, just uh, this week, Secular Yacking joined us um, from uh, there in Washington. Washington. Yep. I just like your guys' uh, redirect URL. Makes me fucking giggle every time. Oh, fuck your dot church? Yeah, fuck your <laughs> dot church. <laughs> yep. But if you, if you don't want to use the redirect, you can always go to... Uh, secularoutreach.com. Yeah, we're the yeah. Secular Outreach Network, or SUN, because, uh, well, some of the founders were trolls. <laughs> fuck your son. Ours is better. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, one of the things that act, that really gets me going when we're talking about the uh, the whole movement and every, the reason that we do what we do and why we talk about it. Uh, there was a video that came up this week, and I would say trigger warning, but I'm not one of those people. But it's a uh, it was a video where it had female genital mutilation, like it was the actual procedure. Oh, like, oh God! Happening. To I this, don't. Uh, I don't know that you can really legitimately call it a procedure. Call it a procedure because no. there is no in in no Western countries do they do any female circumcision. Which, by the way, the circumcision is not removing the clitoris itself, but that is something that often happens in female genital mutilation. Yeah, that's what this one was. Mm-hmm. Ah, what is, then what is that's the circumcision horrific. then? They remove the hood, the circ- I believe. Yeah, they m- yeah. remove the clitoral hood, which is yeah. the foreskin. It's the same <laughs> endometrial it. tissue. Boo. Okay, why would you do that and not remove the clitoris? I don't, it, like, is, I don't know, the same well, reason. Why, they, why it's a would, penis. Yeah, why would you do it's either? a penis. That's like cutting off the glands, man. That's like... Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, Get, I getting don't... the hood taken off is like losing the foreskin, getting the... Clitoris taken off as the glands. So, <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, why, uh, except for the clitoris would... does extend. A l- the clitoris is basically a tiny penis. It's two yep. cavernous. I've watched some hentai. Yeah, the clitoris is about the same size as the clitoris. So he's. I've been looking for it for years. God bless my wife. 
Buddha bust my wife, whatever. Seriously, if you can't find the clutter, is fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> it could be because I'm blind. Right there. But maybe, no, no, see, here's my question is um, so I, I don't understand female genital mutilation, but I guess that it's to remove the pleasure from a woman having sex, correct? Exactly. Uh, so, there's, we, there's several re- levels of female circumcision. These go through remo- removing the clitoral hood so that it is less sensitive. Oh, uh, okay. okay yes. that, makes, that's, that was my question. Why the hood? So, I mean, so, I they, so that the... Yeah, so I... it, it becomes calloused because the clitoris uh-huh. is so damn sensitive. I okay. mean, to a point where it could be painful if it's directly touched. Okay, um, I it now so that's so, why so but then uh, it goes it goes even further to removing the labia to sewing up the vagina so it's smaller Gross. what the, so, vag- the, the vaginal opening the reason no, no, that I, they do I, this parts are the reason that they do this is so that women don't enjoy sex so that okay. they will remain an monogamous I, I didn't understand the removing the hood part specifically because that well I I didn't know it would make it so sensitive that it would eventually callous and be less sensitive. Uh, The only the only skin on the body that cannot callous is the lips and the nipples. I've tried hard with my nipples, but yeah, I I had I've had runner nipple a couple of times, and that's not fun. (laughs) Yeah, no runner nipple is a thing. That's the only skin on the body that actually cannot callous lips. I was hope I was hoping it'd callous because god damn it that hurt. No, can't. It physically cannot. Sorry, sorry, X. It won't happen. Yeah, so, I, I run all the time. You can obviously tell <laughs> by my physique. Running, hey, I, I wait so, to seventy something, and I still run, man. Come on. <laughs> the the glands penis can callus, and the oh, clitoris, yeah. the glands penis, can, uh, the glands clitoris, excuse me, can as, as every little boy has learned from using soap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. They can actually callus. Uh, generally, people avoid doing that because it sucks. <laughs> But that is why they would remove the, that was, that would be why they would remove the clitoral hood. Which is just endometrially, endometrially speaking, is just the foreskin. It is the exact same tissue. So as I was watching this video, like it had some random guy coming over to do this. Like they called him a barber, which, you know, (laughs) barbers used to do surgery back in the days. Yeah, in the Middle Ages. Yeah, and the guy was just, like, pulling tools out of, like, this, like, sheath that he had. Like, the stuff that he, like, didn't clean it, didn't go through an autoclave, obviously. <laughs> like, it was, it was just about as bad as, like, him spitting on a knife and rubbing it in there with, like, his handkerchief or something like that. Oh, it was yeah. that bad. Well, and so, like, they he, like, tears up some sheets and stuff like that to use as bandages to, like, tie it off and everything. And they force this little girl's legs back behind her head. Like, no! her head and they snip like on the video you don't see like it but you see it happening from like an over the shoulder perspective Oh, God. and the, the dude was like saying oh come on your ancestors are pissed at you for crying so much and stuff like that and so I was watching this video and it was just fucking horrible and the girl was like like the the translator was like laying out what she was saying she was cursing her parents she's cursing her parents saying how dare you do this to me i can't believe you let this happen blah 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 and the the same time there's all these older women in the area that were ulating and talking about how it's a tra- tradition and we, we got to keep it alive and it's a tra- tradition we have. And I'm like, yep, that's the reason I'm an atheist activist because th- that is some bullshit needs to go Wow. On. Yeah, tradition. That's a good thing. Bullshit is right? way too comparable yeah. word to describe that. That's mm-hmm. torture. <gasps> yeah. No, Torturing your own family members. It's horrible. And I don't understand anybody who thinks it's a 
a good idea to lop off perfectly healthy parts of a human body. Oh my god. Especially with males. And I am a like a foreskin activist kind of guy. I, I I didn't get the choice. I would rather have had the choice, you know. I'm sorry, X, but not especially. Okay, because um I'm not saying less so. If she had been an infant, at least she wouldn't fucking remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Circumcision is not okay. Circumcision is a violation of that person's bodily autonomy, and it takes away part of their perfectly functional genitalia. Thanks, religion. (laughs) Yeah. Yay! Thank you. But to go to a female who was perfectly capable, capable of voicing her opposition and without anesthesia and with somebody oh, yeah. who is just somebody. And in some countries, they do this with broken glass. This will ruin her sex life forever. She will never enjoy sex again. Ever. Thanks, guys. In, in her culture, she probably wasn't good. Supposed to, anyway, I suppose. Not that yeah. that justifies it at all, but, oh, it's horrible. I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, and we refer to it jet colloquially as female circumcision. This is so much more than circumcision because it's not just remo- removing the, geni- the the hood. Because if they just removed the hood, then, then she could function. She could function. It wouldn't be good at first, but she could develop calluses and have a perfectly normal sex life. No, they cut off her labia. There's there's cases where they remove the clitoris, which is one of the most important parts of sexual gratification. And if you remove the clitoris, there can be lifelong pain. Lifelong pain. And then in some places, they show they sew it shut. Not completely, but just enough that it hurts every fucking time. And it's terrifying. And I'm sorry, I'm getting way too serious, but it terrifies me. And it's really upsetting. I'm so sorry. let's, uh, Felicia, go take like five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will move on to closing out the show because we have to let these guys go in here in a couple of minutes. Uh, anyway. That was the main topic. Sorry, I got real heavy there. I didn't think it would get so heavy. But we are going to move into our um, end of the week or end of the episode features. And for me, I'm going to go with the high and low for this week. All right. Uh, My low this week was having to completely reprogram a guy that I work with. See, unlike uh, unlike uh, Shay and Steve here, I'm I'm able to be out about who I am, what I believe. I mean, you're not supposed to make a big deal out of it because it could potentially go to HR and they might get pissed and say, hey, don't do that anymore. Well, just just for the record, it's not that I'm not out. It's that I don't broadcast my perspective oh. widely. If somebody asks, I'll tell them. Oh, that's good. But I don't volunteer it. And me, I dance I dance around the subject. Yeah, I was going to hey, say, what, you kind of have to, don't you? Oh, very much so. I wear, everyone else is out. Like, oh, a bunch of Mormons, a lot of Christians. Christians yeah. And that's about it. And I'm just... And they're like, oh, what, what church do you go to? And I'm like, I like I drink beer <laughs> to sleep in and I drink beer. It's a guy that's, uh, that's about as far as I'll go. Uh, do they have a church for Ninkasi somewhere? Yeah, it's called my, <laughs> called my, basement. my basement. You can feel free to worship there, but we <laughs> take a tithe and it's mighty high. <laughs> it's your soul. So this this was the guy at work that and uh, I shared it on the on my on the atheist of Utah group. But uh, there, this guy thought that Obama was coming for his guns. Mm-hmm. He said that Obama because we're 
being federal a federal employee, we're really watching what's going on with the the budgets and everything like that because it's our job. You know, if we don't have a budget, we still have to come to work, even though we're not going to get paid for it. <laughs> so, an air traffic controller? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> okay. Or I can say yes, yes, that's exactly what I am. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, this guy thinks that Obama's coming for his guns, and he thinks that he's vetoed like all of these bills that have been put in front of him. And I had to point it out to him, like, look, dude, Obama's vetoed five things. Five. I'm like, what year is he in now? Seven? <laughs> yeah. Fewer <laughs> like, vetoes than maybe any of his predecessors. Yeah, yeah he's and, been he's been really light-handed. And so he's like, oh, that's just because he had uh, he had uh, Larry Reed be able to take the fall for all that stuff, not making it to him. I'm like, you guys have owned two houses, like, for the last six years. I don't want to hear shit about you saying that it's Larry Reed or Nancy Pelosi or something like that. You know, you guys can't get shit through because you're trying to pass bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so just, oh, man, it just it went on and on with this guy and how the country should be close to Muslims. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Do you watch any other news source besides Fox? Because country should be closed to Muslims. OK, let's because you could tell with a lot of people that like listen primarily or watch primarily only one type of news source or get their information from one type of thing they're not they their eyes. Yeah, they they have, crazy eyes. They're, they're looking at it like here's this like okay that's all i see this is my world i don't see anything else you know there is a bottom to this thing too there's a backside to it like it's all the way around there are there's not just one simple fucking polarizing answer to your question that you might have sometime buddy no it's the two-dimensional echo chamber is what it is <laughs> oh, man so he's like i don't think muslims should be allowed in this country it's obviously a problem i'm like it's a problem what do you mean well you know that shooting in santa barbara and i'm like really you're bringing up santa barbara okay there was the one at fort hood besides those two how many mm -hmm. Muslim attacks have we had in the last like eight years well and even even those even those two they can't they can't tie them Specifically, specifically to to Muslim terrorist organizations, and, but it just really They're bothers the fuck ties, me. But because I brought up the the um, the guy that shot up the Planned Parenthood, and I'm like, he, he was, was a, a Christian. Christian. He was a Christian terrorist. No, he wasn't a Christian. <sighs> yeah, he was. Fox <laughs> News doesn't like to say that because then none of their other statements oh, make sense. He was he, too white to be a terrorist. He was a lone gunman. <laughs> he was a lone gunman, not he, a terrorist. He was a he was a man with mental problems or mental health issues <laughs> or some shit like the excuse they like to go through when it's one of their own, but when it's somebody else, you know, oh, it's a terrorist. Man, uh, let's see. So, be, besides having to reprogram this guy, and it, it, thankfully a lot of it sunk in, but you know he's going to go home over the weekend, be talking to all of his buddies, and the uh, the the gun debate was probably the best part of it all because he's like, well, I don't I don't want them to I don't want them to know that I have my guns. I'm like, do you realize how much of a supervillain you sound like right now? <laughs> and also, they don't. And he's like, well, you know, they shouldn't know that I have guns because that that means that they'll know where to come from them and come and get them. And I'm like. Okay, if you think unless you're buying all of your guns in cash, there's a record for buying that thing with a credit card or something like there mm -hmm. is a record out there that this gun was sold to somebody. Plus, how what kind of uh, what kind of uh, mindset do you have to have to think that if the U.S. government was to decide that it was going to collect the guns, that they you would be able to keep it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they right. would go door to door. They get enough time for that. Really? We we spend more money on the military than the next uh, what twenty five or twenty five countries. Yeah, countries. yeah. We, if if they want to do it, it's done. And it, the idea. you're <laughs> the one guy. And I, I told the dude, I'm like, look, 
I have there. There's a fucking federal database for my car. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, sure guns are pretty. That's uh, what bothers me the most. I have to go through a background check to get a driver's license. I have to prove competence. You have to do you tests. Do... You have to do written tests. You have to do driving right. tests. You have to have insurance. You have to have a you license. Have to re- and renew it every seven years or so. Yeah, we're depending on your state. But you don't have to do shit to get a gun, right? But you All have to register your do... car every year. You have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. You have to right. go through. You have to. You have to make sure it goes through safety inspections to make sure it's not just going to kill somebody randomly. A car. <laughs> a car. A car. I think if you want to own a gun, you Which should is have a to lot. go through at least that level of scrutiny and carry insurance. Yeah. Specifically I, for that. And I've talked to some people that do have concealed carry permits. I'm like, first of all, why? But whatever. They're paranoid enough. They think they have to have a gun with them everywhere they go. And yes, I am calling people out that are listening to this right now that might be carry concealed carry people. You're fucking paranoid. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, well, here in Wyoming, I don't know if you knew this, but it is as long as you're a Wyoming citizen, it's legal to conceal carry in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So I could conceal walk carry? out c- to conceal carry. I could walk outside oh. with a pistol and it'd be totally say sa- it'd be totally legal. Because I the- grew up in Wyoming, right? I did until I was in my twenties. I never left the house without a gun under the seat of my car. Yeah. Because that's just how it was. It was the culture, right? Right. Until I and, and and I'm old enough that when I was in high school, the school parking lot was full of trucks with guns Gun hanging in the back windows. You yep. know, it wasn't unusual. So it's I'm coming from a perspective of someone who's used to it, right? I grew up with them in the house. Every gun was loaded. Oh, yeah, me as well. I, I was. Well, I, I like but, guns, but I think that sure. they, we're too fucking lax on them. Well, and I think exactly. Then that's again, my point is that even with this background. I think it's a really good idea that we control them at least as much as we control our vehicles. Well, and then again, back when Steve had his had his first gun, it still took about ten minutes to reload, which is <laughs> when, which is when the law was written. If our forefathers knew that you could put a hundred rounds down range in about a tenth of a second, I think they would have rewritten it a bit differently. Yeah. And it well, just, if, it if really... they had a, if they had had a standing military, they would have rewritten it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Absolutely. every one of those guys didn't want us to have a fucking standing military. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. A well-regulated militia does not mean uh, Bubba Joe with uh, his pistol in his back pocket. Yeah, because Utah is a open carry state. Mm-hmm. Like, you can walk around it with the slung on your back or on, on your hip or something I'm, like I'm that. Okay, I'm okay with the open carry because it makes it really easy for me to decide who I need to avoid. <laughs> well, I think I think honestly, one of my biggest problems with it is I don't understand a reason for pistols. There is no reason to carry a pistol unless you want to kill someone. Like that's, but I mean that's what those things are made for. You don't go. There's not many people to go hunting with a pistol. You go hunting with a rifle, and yeah, right, you, you can't really stick a rifle in your pocket and people <laughs> not be like, ah, oh, something is a bit off with that gentleman. I just, I think. <laughs> I, I can't put my finger on yeah, it. It's like, oh, he's walking weird. There's something. <laughs> walking with a really like, straight oh, leg. <laughs> happy to see me. <laughs> it's, I think pistols are the one thing that I really just don't, I don't get. They're not made for anything other than killing people. Hi, everyone. Yeah, that's my cat for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my high to cap it all off for me for this week is that it seems really pedantic, but I was able to sleep in for a couple of days this week. <laughs> and because like, with my with my kids, I have to get up fairly early after getting off work at like 1 a.m. And so I had to get up like at six to take somebody to school. So it was really nice to get like that extra couple hours. So I mean, getting that like two or three days out of a week work week it was fucking great. I loved it. 
I'm lucky enough that my kids are in junior high now, so they pretty much take care of themselves that time of day. Yay! Okay. And, yeah. I've just, and I've so, decided not to procreate for at least a little longer. <laughs> Ditto. We're all You're very welcome. happy about that, too. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag no babies. You need oh, to soberly you. walk into that decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, that's going to take a while for me to sober up anyway. Well, so it's, and, yeah, it's, one of those, it's one of those decisions where you really do have to sit there. I mean... I put a lot of thought into it before it happened, but there's so many other people like, oh my God, let's have a baby. It looks just like us. That would be so cute. And like, no, no, you need to sit there and you need to think I'm putting my life on hold for at least the next eight years. I, I <laughs> work. In child my care. ex originally to told me. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I work in childcare. All I ever oh. want to do is shake them. <laughs> and apparently that's not allowed. I'll fight it. As long as no uh, my ex told me that he wanted to have babies by the time he was 26. I was like, dude, I will be 22. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and I uh, I ended up getting, like I described earlier, an IUD. So that was not an option. And my ex and I never had a baby. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I was surprised. So, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what the twins were for me. As well. yeah. Surprise yeah. children. I actually found out while I was shooting pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, 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 de- our decision wasn't so much whether or not to have kids but whether or, or, or a kid, but uh, whether or not to keep it. Oh. <laughs> that is a hell of yeah. a surprise. That was, that was, yeah, that was, a, that was a hell of a discussion. That was a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my wife had already done two pregnancy tests, and I told her to take a third. <laughs> <laughs> she still kind of holds that against me, I think. Are you sure? Positive? Are you really <laughs> sure? <laughs> Are you sure you're sure? Is there like a pregnancy test for pregnancy tests? I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah, we, we, we were we were pretty sure. We, we we only had to do two tests. The, the second the second stick changed as soon as we took it out of the box, so we were pretty sure. <laughs> All the hormones in the air. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. So, uh, what do we want to do now? Um... <laughs> so, what about you guys? Do you guys have any highs or lows for the week that you want to talk about? Let's see. Uh... Or if Kyle has one, Felicia. Well, I've got, I've got a couple I could I could rattle off. Um, because I haven't talked about it on this show yet. <laughs> so I just, uh, I just uh, me and my wife, we just had our 10 year anniversary. Hooray! I know it's fun. We did absolutely nothing for it. It was sort of a hey, 10 years, cool. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's that go to the best ad- That's honestly what I want my next, my first year anniversary to be like. How about we Netflix and chill? Yeah, that's, that was pretty <laughs> much it. It's like, um, let's drop the kids off, go to dinner at Applebee's, and then come home and watch a movie. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Two, what do you want to watch? Yeah, I think we, we sat down and we watched Alien. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Two years ago, my wife and I literally discovered two days after the fact that we'd both forgotten our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually have no idea when my anniversary is with my boyfriend. No no fucking clue. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, if we go by if we go by uh when we started dating, we have to look up when social network came out. Because that atrocious movie was our first date. <laughs> We're like, it was between this day and this day. So mm-hmm. I like the movie. March. <laughs> like that's I'm like sometime in March, right? Yeah. We're yeah. Close, close enough. That's like it's like I do anniversaries like I do my pets' birthdays. I'm like like and I only do that just for their health. 
Like, so I can go to the vet and be like, they're this many years old. Like, that's <laughs> basically how I do anniversaries in, like, March. So that's how many, that's how long we've been dating. And yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was a David Fincher movie. Send you a postcard. What? I, I didn't really. Send you a postcard. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> Is there a service that we could start? We'll send, we'll send your husband uh, a postcard three days before your anniversary just to remind him. I put it in my calendar <laughs> on my iPhone. Oh, that works. <laughs> So what's the low, Kyle? Oh, God, the low point. Um, I'm watching way too many goddamn movies right now. Oh, Kyle's a movie mm-hmm. critic, I'm by the way, sick I of it. I, I, at this point, I am just kind of sick of movies, and I've got another dozen ahead of me over oh. the next two weeks. Why, are you, re- are you reviewing them or something? Yeah. Yeah, he's a oh, movie critic yeah. for watchplayread.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so turning movie watching into a job? That That's, sounds terrible. Does. <laughs> yeah, no it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little bit terrible. Yeah, uh, yesterday uh, I had the wonderful pleasure of watching the new Alvin and Chipmunks movie. Oh! oh. A, <laughs> I thought they all died in the last one. <laughs> Maybe, oh, I <laughs> Maybe I just hoped. Maybe I just hoped. Uh, That's a good low point, yeah, right there. That's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. I guess. I guess my high point this week is that I have one week left of this school year, so I get the next two weeks off, which is awesome. Yeah. And the low point would be one of my students punched me in the face. That fucker. Well, it's what they do when you tell them to do something and they say no, and you say yes, and they say no, then they threaten to punch you and you laugh. Oh, it was kind of my own fault. I should have taken a step back, but I don't back down that easily. Well, <laughs> Shay's job is to work with the most frustrating of the children. Yeah, I have the, the the cream of the crop, if you will. And no matter how frustrating they may be, your own are ten thousand fold. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, because just... because you can't pawn them off on their parents at the end of the day. You have to bring them. <laughs> <and love> them. <laughs> just just remember, if you if you hit them back, do it with a phone book. <laughs> won't leave won't leave bruises yeah won't won't leave won't leave a bruise and uh, it gets the message across and and pull, just, pull your punches pull your punches <laughs> you, can, you can mix a whole bottle of nyquil into a gallon of juice and then you don't have any problems they're it's like uh, they just kind of sleep all day hey i saw a full metal jacket you can throw soap in a pillowcase right so oh yeah that's a <laughs> have a blanket party yeah <laughs> so what about you steve you want to go or felicia uh, I spent a lot of time watching television because that's what I like to do, and I, I finished uh, The Man in the High Castle. Oh, last. fuck. I watched the first episode, and I wanted to watch it. but pretty happy about that. That was a pretty good of a... Not, uh, two nights ago, that was a pretty high point for me. Plus, I had a dual Christmas party week, which was kind of fun. I had a work Christmas party and then a friend Christmas party this week, so uh, I got to party it up with people I don't get to see that often. That was pretty good. Awesome. Uh, all right. My high point for the week was getting William, uh, the the fella. The bow. The bow, the boyfriend. I got him hooked on Doctor Who. Yay! Uh, yeah! So are you, all, are you all hooligans then? Well, uh, I, 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 I am. I'm a pretty yeah. severe one. Yeah. Yeah, if Kyle had a camera, he'd show you his calf where he's got a giant TARDIS uh, tattooed on it. Oh, see, I have, I have the, I have the seal of the Time Lords on my arm. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. So see, I just hooligan to Whovian just because I feel like I like the cause of ruckus. Okay, yeah, well, you know. Um, What's that so... you're saying about Capaldi? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Felicia. So. uh... We were over at my dad's, 
Oh, no, no, no. So it started out with um, I was feeling really depressed because it's the holidays and I wear green tail. And I'm sorry, but it, I mean, as much as I do love my job, because I really fucking do, uh, the the holidays, like, like I, I seriously got plenty of sleep last night, didn't drink, a dr- like, didn't drink alcohol, like, I was fine. Like, I got lots of sleep. I was fine. I woke up this morning and I was still fucking tired. <laughs> like, just tired. <laughs> and, like, you look around my my department at my store and everyone's just like, oh, fuck. It's just two weeks left. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> so, like, like, this is what it is. Oh, we're dying. So, I was feeling really depressed. And he go he he decides we're getting Beto's, so I get a quesadilla because of course I do. That's a local Mexican food chain. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. That, that's not a word in my vocabulary. Beto's. Beto's <laughs> is a Mexican food chain and they're like dirty Mexican. Like <laughs> like, like, like you can get a burrito the size of a small dog for like three bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. like it's like hell but cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> And it's actually good too. It actually has it flavor. It's so you know? good. It's so <laughs> like, good. I love Fados. It's like one of the fast food restaurants I will go to actually because I know their tortillas are like solid. Anyway, so I get a quesadilla and, I, and he we get back to his place. And he's like, "What do you want to watch?" And I'm like, "I want to watch Doctor Who." <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Fuck and, that, he, you. and he goes, "Isn't he always just trying to save the girl?" I'm like, "No." No, okay, okay, now we're watching Shut up, Doctor dummy. Who. We're watching this now. Yeah, so now we're watching Doctor Who for sure. So just make we, him watch Blink and just be like, what happens now, bitch? Yeah. Don't blink. So we Have some nightmares. We, so we Fuck started you. from uh, the ninth Doctor, that first episode where he saves the world from the plastic things. Yeah, the and plastic. And then he sees the preview for the next one where he takes her to the end of the world. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I go. Fucking he just Sandra. saved the world, and now he's taking her to the death of the of Earth. And he goes, "What?" And he like hits play, like on Netflix. He's like, "Play." <laughs> Since then, he keeps texting me. He's like, "I'm on the next season. Your doctor was better." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, you just described the only two episodes of Doctor Who I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve's not a fan. Uh, oh my god, I love it so much. And we're watching the 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 first episode of the Ninth Doctor. I'm like, okay, it's super corny. He's like, yeah, like he's, yep, I'm in. Like he's Uh-oh. already there. Oh, he wants super corny. He go back before me, nine. Oh yeah. Me and he was like, I can't stop watching. Like, <laughs> oh, it's it was yeah, very very addicting. It, it was worse before. Like he has it good because he has like. How many seasons? Six, seven seasons to go through? When yeah. I started, it was just oh, yeah. that one. Or you could go backwards and watch things you know, out of order. <laughs> out of, well, patchwork see, and stuff. Just, you could see I turned I turned watching the old Doctor Who's into a game. Every time you saw a zipper on a monster, you had to take a shot. I would <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Fun. You die. If you or, if you if you marathon it, you will die. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or the, the other one, which is almost as deadly. Is every time you recognize a piece of technology as something you keep underneath your sink, then uh, <laughs> 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 
Is, is that a plunger or a whisk or both? Uh, yeah, I, that's three shots, I think. Yeah, it's Dolly, a good thing. Dolly sees a paint roller. Hell, and... I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, paint roller and a plunger. It's and a Cybermen were just covered in tinfoil. It's a good thing our other host, Aaron, isn't here because he literally has encyclopedic knowledge of Doctor Who and he could go off on a rant that would pr- pretty much fill up the rest of your show. So, yeah, I'm, Kyle, I'm just feeling... You, like... you got to meet, like, like, three of the Doctors, didn't you? Uh, see, I've, I've, I've talked with, uh, Colin Baker, uh, Paul McGann, uh, Stephen McCoy. Wow. Or, sorry, Sylvester McCoy. Shit. Yeah, we had a, we had a con here where they, they mm-hmm. managed to get a lot of the old doctors to come down. It was kind of cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, see, I got, I got to say hi to Matt Smith. Um, that's about it. Um, I watched, um, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Face of Bo. Face of Bo. Oh, John Barrowman. Barrowman. Captain Jack. Yeah, Captain Jack. Um, You mean Ray Shagul? He he, uh, at at the at the last fan ex I went to here. It's it's a Comic Con, but it's like Mm -hmm. mid season Comic Con, I guess. Yeah, dead of fucking winter Comic Con. (laughs) Yeah, which I actually (laughs) don't care to go to either. because I'm broke and I, I really don't feel like spending the money. Yeah. Anyway, so there was a TARDIS set up and there were these two women like taking a picture with their baby. Mm-hmm. And he like just jumps in and like he doesn't touch them. They have no idea he's there. Yeah. And he, they get he the picture. With, yeah, he does that. And then they turn and they're like, ah! <laughs> what are you doing? What the hell happened with the? I'm not doing anything. I didn't touch anything. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just there's. Someone's oh. dialing on Skype. Uh, no, Mom, I'm on the phone. I touched the keyboard and it brought up the dial pad. <laughs> don't that's okay. That's a, that's a good interrupt so we can get to Felicia's. Uh, did you do low. Your, your low for No, the... I got a low point. Um, uh, okay, so I want to point out that like 90% of my customers are amazing and I have a blast with them. Um but when you ask me how to sample bread, <laughs> like, I I Let's just put it in your mouth, let it slide down your throat hole. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, if you're a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the bread on an olive oil display with sample cups of olive oil. Like, there's it's right that's, there. That's, that's my favorite display, by the way. It's the best <laughs> display. Yeah, I get it. I'm and we get, get some more bread. And the lady goes... How do we taste it? How do we? Oh, she goes. How do we do it? And I go, you taste it with the olive oil. So she t- instead of dipping it in the olive oil like every other rational person in the world. She oh takes my the god! Whole sample Did she cup. shoot it? No. <laughs> she takes the whole sample cup and pours it on this tiny slice oh. of bread. I'm like, uh, you should have told her just to roll it up real and tight. She got and the jalapeno one. She got the oh. spice, but she's like, I don't like it. And I'm like, no oh. fuck shit, you don't like. I was, I was really hoping she'd shoot it and chase it with the chunk of bread. <laughs> That's how I do it. I just, ah, give me another one, Barky. <laughs> give me a main line. I needed this in my body now. I only do about three of these before I have to run to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then her husband. I uh, went to my olive bar, which if you've ever been to Whole Foods, they do a similar thing. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yep. so it's like just olives and things that go well with olives. And they're oily because... They're olives? Because they're <laughs> olives. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this one. 
olive oil made from olives? I, I think okay, I read. So I work in what's called a cheese island. It's in it's like a circle in the middle of the store, and it's surrounded by specialty artisan cheese. And I run many other things like all specialty olive oils, olive bar. And fine crackers and jams. Okay, so so you could say that it's kind of a garden for olives or a olive uh, garden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. We are way better than them. Anyway, do you have breadsticks? I love they the have breadsticks. Never-ending breadsticks and salad. I mean, that's that's some good shit. Yeah, right if you don't here. have that, then fuck your store. The only reason to go to Olive Garden because their food <laughs> is shit. <laughs> so anyway, their breadsticks are not. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, um, I, I, I walked away from my, my, like, so there's a little area back there with wood blocks to, to do production stuff, like cut cheese and package shred, shredded cheeses and stuff like that and sinks. And basically it's a food safe area and the general public is not allowed back there. And the vast majority of people understand this, that the, the, the little doorway area, you don't cross it. But this guy apparently decided since he got oil all over his olive container that he was getting from the olive bar, decided he definitely needed to go back there for my paper towels. <laughs> and so I'm looking back and you're standing in the middle of my island and I go, I'm sorry, sir, you can't be back here, please you can't be back here. I'm sorry. You can't be back. I'm sorry, sir. And I and I used the word sir and I said, I'm sorry. And he, he like flipped out at me. And then <laughs> she pulled like, her concealed weapon. And <laughs> I was just gonna ask if he was open carrying at the time. <laughs> He's like, I just needed a napkin, okay? I just needed a napkin. I got oil all over this. And I need a napkin, and you should you can't you shouldn't jump down my throat for that. I know I'm not supposed to be back there, but I need a napkin. I'm like Tom well, Trump. <laughs> you could just ask somebody. Like they're serious. Like he was like th- literally five feet away from the deli. And they've got napkins all over the place. I know they your do. store. They they've do. got napkins all over. There's napkins on the salad bar. There's napkins on the soup bar. In yep. between boxes of cereals. And hell, it's, it's <laughs> retail. You could go over to the. It's retail. You go over to the clothing section to wipe your hands. That's <laughs> okay. You misunderstand what I have. What I, the store I work in, sir. We're kind of. It's artisan. Yeah, it's artisan. It's artisan. It's it's uh it's a there's no clothing <laughs> <laughs> the grocery right, store yeah. that costs way too much okay so that's gonna bring us to we got to close this out because no, these guys at, the my, my my low point was that he yelled at me because because <laughs> you were doing your job <laughs> <laughs> so i got yelled at because somebody else broke the law so, so many thanks to for uh, Stephen shea from waiting for wrath coming come on to the show uh you guys need to go check out their podcast they're really a blast to listen to and they won't take up quite as much of your day as we do because they, I think you guys keep it to about an hour every episode. Yeah, we uh, we record for three hours, but we uh, carefully edit it down to an hour of listenable content. Yeah, and uh, actually, our our longest show will be uh, we'll be recording on the twentieth. I think we're doing a advent calendar show. Oh yeah, of, <laughs> actually, Matthew from uh, from in the name of God the podcast sent us an, a beer advent calendar with twenty five beers. Holy so we're going to drink. We're gonna drink all of them in one go. Yeah. <laughs> so Between we've decided to 
Yeah, so yeah. that's it's only six beers each. Yeah, so we're we gonna do a marathon fine. show. We're each gonna drink a six pack, and we're gonna uh, see how that works out. Well, that's a good way to get Felicia drunk. Unlike what, like <laughs> what you guys said on the show uh, a couple of, well, I think it was the last episode where you're talking about how most people probably like Jen would be like, mm, don't like this, and so that means that someone has to take up the mantle, and so. That is- Always me. Yeah. I get shit faced. Well, luckily, I don't have far to walk to find my bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chase sits literally about 20 feet from his bed while we're recording, so that works out pretty well. Yeah. It's like and, it's calling um, to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can find out all this. I'm hoping to put uh, the 25 beers into the show notes this upcoming week in case people want to read along. But you can read those and find that all out on uh, waitingforwrath.com. Or you can always find us at secularoutreach.com. That's the Sun Network that we've recently started. You can listen to all those other awesome podcasts. And, uh, yeah, we just have a we have a blast. Everyone has a blast. And we're, I'm looking forward to the beer show more than yeah. anything. I'm going to get tanked. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to be wheeled out of here. I must have <laughs> give you a ride. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take her up on it. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So thanks, thanks for you guys for coming out. Um, Thanks for our uh, patrons of the show, Robert Jones and Lee George Cade, for pledging their support for the show. We're off to go record the after show for those that donate at the $5 or higher level. Details on that might be changing here pretty soon. I'll let you guys know. But anyway, I'm going to send you out with, um, as well, it was kind of a somber day, somber day like last week for me because it was the anniversary of Dimebag Daryl's death. So I'm going to send you out with Pantera's Planet Caravan. Have a good night, guys. You're welcome.
being an adult is stupid. Super good fun. I, I agree. It is yeah. it is thoroughly stupid. I don't like adults. I agree, and I'm so tired, you guys. <laughs> I don't want to adult anymore. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. With round-the-clock protection at a great price, your progressive policy works the way it's supposed to. Unlike this unenthusiastic hype man. Okay, everybody, let's make some noise. Put your hands up. We're not. It's your call. Here we go now. Here we go. Switch to progressive today. It is... Electric in here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.